join Rabbit and Red Radio Network on Patreon for exclusive shows, content, swag, and more. For the low price of $2 per month, you can join the family. So check us out at patreon.com slash network one That's patreon.com slash network the number one. What a shit show. We're already a week late. <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Uh, so for those listening on audio, whenever this comes out, I'm Joey T. Yeah, As on. usual, my partner in crime, Michael J. And joining us this week is Paul uh, with Grandpa, the nerd. How many names do you go by? Um, so many aliases. Whatever. Yeah, I got so many. I gotta I got have enough to, you know, I got all those credit cards. But... <laughs> Lips are sealed, sir. No, I'm not telling anybody. Uh, yeah, we were supposed to do this last week, and I was feeling under the weather. Um, and I hated it. It killed me because Paul and I, we've been talking for a while about you know, having, having him on this show. And uh, I very rarely get sick. Very rarely am I ill. And last week the throat was just shot they and, and see joey what i was hoping for was that we would still have a show because poe you know felt the need to have to take a break you know for the holiday so i wanted to step him you know i wanted to like you know to one up him and uh, we failed last uh, week you didn't so, tell me you know that he yeah he decided he wanted to take you know so yeah, so the thing is, they near the ones was supposed to be tonight, but I I told him explicitly. I said, so you wanted to take a week off, and last week wasn't your week anyway. So I'm going to give you this week off. So now you truly do get a week off. You did tell me. All right, I wasn't following. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember you texting about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a pretentious pole right there. Pretentious pole. The workhorse. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Dave Grohl of podcasting. He's everywhere. Don't don't he's call a, him the he, Dave Grohl. Then you're going to say yeah. he's a killer. Yeah, he's going to kill one of us. <laughs> I I think me and Mike are the furthest away. I'm not sure. You might be pretty. You're pretty far too. So I'm not scared of him. I'm... <laughs> I don't want to call. I may be a little further than us. Dave Grohl and uh, Mike Patton, I believe, are the two hardest working men in music. And Tony Mack calls me the Mike Patton of podcasting, so I can't can't use that for for Poe. Well, can I I tell you what I want? I I want him. 
I want Poe to kill me. I want to feel him stab me. So I feel him thrusting a knife inside my gullet. So all I heard is he wants... Yes, that's all I heard was I want Poe inside me. That's all I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I I, I wanted... That's is that's that what, what I want. I want a knife inside me. I heard that's what he calls his. Uh... I'm I'm gonna keep talking. I have to walk into the other room here and see what she's talking about because they just activated a new phone for her and she yeah. doesn't understand how things work. So let me oh, let me no. let me walk in here and. So Mike and, Patton and, still does and, stuff. Sort of. I don't know. He had like a COVID mental breakdown. Supposedly at the end of this year. Uh, Mr. Bungle's supposed to go on tour, do a couple shows, and uh, Dead Cross just put out a new album. Give me it. Where is so it? They're gonna have they have a bunch of tours uh, dates scheduled. So I don't I don't know. I have no I idea what's gonna happen. See, the, yeah. I don't know about you. So just the first this thing the no, first, you don't need first a Mr. Card. Bungle yeah. album that I got. I was like, well, whatever. You don't. It, need it took a me pass- a couple of listens. I didn't get it right away. Wait, wait, did you? Did it click with you right away? Or did you take a little while to get used? Put to your it? phone down, please. Oh just no, put it, it clicked. Put it down. It clicked. Okay. Um, but it was, dude. I I still remember because, like, I I I was oh my god, fifteen or sixteen when that came out, and I I remember going to Sam Goody, <laughs> coming home, and I'm looking at the cover, and it's got the explicit lyrics on there and then I'm reading the song titles on it and I'm like, you know what, I better put headphones on. So <laughs> I, 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 I lay down in bed, I put the headphones on and I'm just like you hear like the the sound of like a record player, the needle moving across. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm turning the volume up to hear that. And then quote unquote just starts all heavy like the guitar and the keyboard and I blasted my ears out and i'm like all right now they're screwing with me turn the volume down and i just lay there and i'm like i don't know what i'm listening to but i love this <laughs> yeah like my mind melted i it blew me away I, and i you know i i continuously i'm on the the mike Patton tip but that album totally 100 changed the way i listen to music yeah, um, I, I bought it I bought it sight unseen. I didn't know that Mike Patton was in it. It was just that goofy clown face on the cover that made me go, "Okay, I want this. I want this cassette." Really? Oh wow, that's yeah. So awesome. I got it, and I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah, I'm I'm 51, so I think you're the closest person here on the network to my age. I do believe. Yeah, I'm 48. So okay. Yeah, I my I still remember my a friend of mine who I haven't seen since high school. His cousin, uh, nice. His cousin uh, got it through one of them. Get six CDs for a dollar, or six tapes for a penny, whatever that, whatever that that scam was. And he got it only because Patton wears that Mister Bungle shirt in the Epic video for Faith No More. Okay. And then I was like, Oh my God, it's him! He's got another band. See that Columbia House stuff is the real reason I have like thirty names. Because, you know, you can't beat getting all that stuff for a penny. And you used to be able to tape the penny to the card and mail it in. Oh, my God. That's right. I forgot about that. I never did it. I 
I would I would ask my parents all, all the time, come on, look, it's a great deal. But they're like, look at the price we after you have to buy the next six. I'm like, nobody buys the next six after they get the six for the penny. Come on. You just keep nobody changing your name. Yeah. <laughs> See? Didn't the Goldbergs do a whole episode about that? Yes, yes. they did. <laughs> 12 CD, 12 tapes for a penny, I think, was the name of the ice box. That's amazing. <laughs> I did Columbia House for everything. I, I I started with MASH, their MASH thing. I did their Star Trek thing. And next thing I know, I'm in collections. So, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a good thing that I, or a good thing that I didn't get involved with that. No. I had my a lot of young boys. Now. A lot of young boys back in the day's credit started off real bad thanks to Columbia House. Yeah, those bastards. <laughs> but I I had my own addictions. There was like f- three or four good, really in, uh really good independent record stores near me. So I had I had my usual payday tour with that. Ah. Um and the older I got and the more money I made, I am pre children this is all pre children. It would be, I would get it to be like a hundred bucks a week. I would spend on CDs. I'm like, oh my god! Like I and I still have them all, but I look at them all the time. I'm like, I can't believe I used to spend almost four hundred dollars a month on CDs. Yeah, I love music. I I grew up when I grew up. My dad was in the music business when I was living with him, so I got everything free till I got to my twenties, and then I had to start buying stuff. But you know, I would look and see these. I would see these albums. I'd be like, man. I got to get this. And then my wife would be, didn't you get the bread? Nah, fuck the kids. I got to have my music. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No, I just, but yeah, I'm a, I love music. I could sit in a room and just listen, not have the TV on or anything for hours. And that's why oh. I like doing the music show. I just love to listen to music. Dude, I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent. If I tell you, if I didn't have a wife and kids, I don't even think I'd have, I'd be subscribed to TV. It would be, I'd have the internet so I could stream stuff, but I would probably spend all my money at this point on records. I like, I, there's, there's something about getting your hands on the actual physical album. Now CD, if they only put it out on CD, I would get CD, but the bigger, the record, they just peeling the cellophane back and open it up and looking at the artwork and reading either the lyrics or the credits, like the whole experience. And it's just, it's not there anymore. I'm, you know, I pay the, the 15 or 16 bucks a month. It is for Spotify to get the family plan. So my kids have it. The wife has it. And I only buy at this point, I really only buy whatever Mike Patton puts out on vinyl. I haven't. Yeah, uh, my, I, I inherited my grandfather, not my grandfather's, my father-in-law's record collection. So there's stuff in there that I wouldn't listen to. It's got like Hare Krishna. He was a huge hippie. I mean, he was a hippie. I got albums in there from from like the Fireside Theater, and uh, he's got stuff in uh, original vinyl for uh, those British guys, uh, Holy Grail, and uh, all those uh, Monty Python. Yeah, Monty Python albums. I got so much stuff in there that I'll never listen to. So I got to start an eBay store at some point. Get rid of some of that vinyl. It's got to be worth something. Oh, definitely, dude. I I was just trying to look I, over here. I had a couple of boxes of 45s. Um, my grandmother lived with my aunt the last few years of her life. And when she passed away, my aunt moved 
And she's like, do you want these records? I don't want these records. Dude, two boxes of 45s. So much good stuff in there. She gave it to me a couple years ago. And every once in a while, we'll pull the record player out. I forget the the, the, like the suitcase kind. I don't have like a, a really nice system right now. Um, and we'll pull the box out, throw the record player on the dining room table. And me and the wife will just sit there BSing and just... Swapping 45 after 45. It's been years and we still haven't gone through all of them yet. There's that many. It's so yeah. much fun. The coolest thing I ever did music wise was when Christmas Eve, we'd always go to my great grandmother's house in Georgia. And she had one of those phonographs with the big speaker no. and the flip down. Yeah. And her favorite thing was Burl Lives. So we put on the Burl Lives Christmas album. And then that thing was heavy. You. You know, the kid couldn't do it. You drop it. So she would, oh. and then you just, on that big, huge megaphone thing, you hear the oh, before it started. I miss, I, I miss wow. that. I miss that. Oh miss my that. God, dude. I've never listened to a record on one of them. I would love that. That's yeah. so awesome. That's so, that's, that's so authentic. Like, ah, uh, old school, original. I couldn't even imagine. I've never and seen she one had a person. If she yeah. had old old records from back in the day, they were really thick, yeah, and they were heavy. And I was like, you know, I was like, this is cool because you know, I the ones that I had were you know nice thin, like the modern, well, not modern, mm-hmm. but the regular LPs that we had when we were kids. But she had stuff from the old days that were really thick. Yeah, it was like you know, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, they definitely started cheaping out, which I guess makes sense. If, as long as you store them properly, they'll still last forever. But yeah, yep. I have a few few records, uh, like the thirty threes, like that. I, I I couldn't tell you a title offhand. And so even some of the forty fives are made were made that way. They some of the ones I was saying I got from my grandma. I like, I pulled that out of the box and I'm like, my God, this feels so much heavier than the other ones. And you, you could like visibly see it too. Like it's that that much of a difference. Because at first I'm like, is it just to take a slightly different material? But you hold them side by side, and you can actually see the difference in the thickness. It's awesome. Yeah. Funny, there's a a local Philly DJ that he'll do. He he says he's playing from the old vinyl collection, but I, sometimes I wonder. But he goes, it, it basically sounds like how we just sounded. Like I was like, I just love like the crackle when you first put that needle down and. The, 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 just the whole experience it's way different than just going huh what do i want to listen to now right and then if you fell asleep listening to it you always woke up with the needle bouncing at the end yes. <laughs> unless your parents were getting annoyed they're like what are you doing in there uh, uh i'm sorry <laughs> i always went with the transistor radio my parents were a pain in the butt they you need to go to sleep so i'd have like the one one little Headphone, just lay that. Like, put my head on the pillow, so it would stay lodged in there. Like, okay, I got this. I got something. Yeah, my my dad taught me right. I had the the big, huge. It's like a lint brush, and you gently put it over so when the record spin, it would collect all the dust and hair. Uh, yeah. Only grab it from the outside. Don't you know? Don't uh, put your fingerprints on them. So nope. I'm the same way with my CDs and DVDs too. I, you know, you see someone like Mike was saying to me that one time, the guy in the video store would just 
put his hands all over the disc and oh like, no, god, god. Uh, dude, that's that, they go. That's one thing I don't miss about renting. When you'd like, if uh, you'd get the DVD home and you'd look at it and be like, oh, there's eight billion scratches, and then you'd have to like take a paper towel or a soft cloth and just like buff out the fingerprints. I'm like, my God, do people don't. How do people not know how to handle these things? They, luckily, the DVDs were cheaper than VHS. At least mm-hmm. upon initial release, it's like you know, screw it, I'm just buying it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. A, I was a manager. I was a manager at GameStop and when, you know, getting old PlayStation games and stuff to people would trade in and I'd flip them over. I'd be like, what'd you do? Use them as a coaster? Did you sand down your wall with it? I mean, they were terrible. Yeah, I don't understand how people treat their stuff like that. I, uh, yeah, there was a record store. One of the ones uh, saying I had three or four good ones near me that would buy used CDs. And I went in one time. And me being as careful as I am, he, this guy would find the most minuscule, tiny little scratch. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I, I've, I'm going to buy so many UCDs from this guy now because I know he's not buying any piece of crap that comes in the store. Like He's looking and he's checking for the detail. I mean, he, he would like hold it under the light. The angle. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fabulous. Do you know I what do the same pop- thing when I would I would do the same thing when I'd buy used cassettes, hold it up to the light and look in that little glass window. And if anything looked out of shape at all, just a little bit of a different bend, I'd be like, no, this this cassette got eaten in a cassette player at some time. No, I don't want yeah. it. I was I'm very anal when it comes to my music. I, you know, no fingerprints, yeah. scratches, snicks, nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never bought a used cassette. I don't know if they had any retailers that would do that near us. I don't know. We do you remember Atlanta, ever seen anything, Mike? Well, Princeton Record Exchange, but that wasn't close. That wasn't. Yeah, too that was. Close. That's one of the four I was thinking about. I don't remember cassettes yeah, though. They had it. Yeah, they had them, but I never. I would only buy the used CDs from them. I would never buy used cassettes. Okay. Never. Oh, dude, that place. That place was the the pinnacle. Paul, this is probably from where I'm at right now. It's it's near Princeton University, so it's maybe like a twenty five minute to a half hour drive, and uh, I had like this whole routine where I Saturday mornings I would get up, I'd go to Princeton Record Exchange, and then get on the the major highway in the area, travel like ten minutes towards home. There was another record store that was like it was a chain. What the hell was it called? Um, it was a chain, but it was smaller. Uh, um, I want to say Rainbow Records, uh, but um, right? No, no, no that was Rainbow Records. Wait, there was now uh, there was positively. Positively was my last That's, stop. Yeah, there was Fye too, and I remember because you mentioned, or no, there was the Wall before Fye. Yeah, they were always in the malls. The wall. Was it yeah. Coconuts? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, that could have been it. Coconuts was a small chain. Yes, I think that was it. Um, yeah, Coconuts was it. Rainbow Records was back. So Coconuts was in Jersey. Rainbow Records was back in PA near where I live. Uh, 
Um, and then Mike just mentioned this place called, it's called Positively Records. That was the last place on my stop, just because that was closer to home. I would go out far and work my way back. Positively Records is still one of the finest record shops I've ever been to. And if I you travel out of is that still open? Yeah, it's in that same shopping center, but it moved two stores down. Mm. And the owner died. I'm sure if you saw a picture of him, you'd know who he was. Um, yeah, probably at this point. Yeah. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Anthony's joining us this evening along with Poe and yeah. Mr. Nanders. Well, that's nice. Welcome, fellas. Thanks for joining us this evening. Haven't made it weird to yet. Keeping it normal. We're just sucking people in with the normal conversation. <laughs> no. I don't know how normal this is, but okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who Maybe doesn't love Oh, I'm sorry, Donald oh, no. Pleasance. Well, actually, no, I was going to say that because you were bringing up the record thing. And I remember the wall because I had a friend who, uh, you know, worked there. And the Halloween 6 score was released on CD. And I had wanted it. And they didn't carry it in store. So he had to special order it for me. Remember those days of the special uh, order? Yeah. So it came in. And he, you know, used his employee discount for me. And uh, and I think it was like 16 or 18 bucks or something brand new. Yeah. Um, I remember getting that wall sticker and putting the lifetime guarantee sticker <laughs> on the case. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to scratch it. But I know if some bastard gets their hands on it, at least I'll be able to have it replaced until they close down a few years after that. But... Yeah, dude, but I I had a chance to use it a few times. Um, but I, dude, it would be so funny. I would take those stickers, and I mm -hmm. wouldn't put them on the case. I had right. like a little cup that I would like cut them off the wrapper, save them in this cup. So then, if I had another CD that I bought someplace else, I could just right. slap that on there on the case of the CD <laughs> that was defective, and then go and. Uh, Swap it out that way. Then I also found out Sam Goody, yeah, if you would exchange like for like as long oh, as really? you know if you were getting the same thing, they that. weren't. Yeah, son <laughs> of a bitch. But then the best part about that was I got real I got real shady with this one. Um, after I got a CD burner, I would buy buy something, burn mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. go oh this. This skips, they would exchange it, but they wouldn't unwrap the new one. So then I'd go to another Sam Goody. I'd be like, I got this as a gift. I want to exchange it for something else. Oh, you son of a sly son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, yes. And I would exchange it for, like, you get it? Like, they would, I'd be like, I don't see anything. Can I just have a store credit? And then I'd like collect store credits and stuff. Man, I love when they it. would release so something good. really than you could, you know. That was the joy of being young when I was young, and there were no bars. Oh, wait, 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 was... wait. Tyree pretty good covenant. I took oh, his yeah. last name, and where's his hat? Might as well suck him off. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> we know I you mean, want to. I mean, I told you I want to. I want. I want him to thrust inside me with a knife blade. <laughs> yeah. 
What? Oh, oh boy. But, but when I was a kid, everything was a price tags. So if you were gifted with taking a price tag off, you could go through mm -hmm. uh, Kmart and find something that was like you know twenty nine dollars and put like a nine 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 price tag on it, and the old lady at the register just rang oh. up what she saw, and mm -hmm. they didn't know any different. So you don't know how many old Atari 2600s and stuff like that oh, that I would wow. do dirt cheap because I would replace the price tag. So shady. Because I, I wouldn't have the balls to do any of that. See, I, like, think I, 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 I think we're on the wrong show right now. I think we should be doing your show, Paul. I was a bad boy. I was a bad boy. No, oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. The, the like the living yesteryear show. Living uh, in the past. Uh, uh, living, living in the in past. The past. Do, yes. Doing all the shady shit <laughs> he used to do. I would do the same thing with uh, hockey sticks. When I when I was playing ice hockey, sticks were they weren't that expensive, but they ran like twenty to twenty five bucks for an ice hockey with a whole wooden stick. I would take the stickers off my leg. Which they had the plastic blades, <laughs> uh, and they were only about ten bucks. And I would swap the stickers for that, <laughs> and, and get the the twenty five dollars stick for ten bucks. Hey, when times are tough, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, when you're making, oh my God, I was in high school when I was doing that, making four dollars an hour. Ooh, I was making three fifteen. Oh my God, really? Yeah, when I started, it was three fifteen an hour. Dude, we're only. Yeah, and I I worked uh, I worked uh, about fifteen twenty hours a week if I was lucky. Mm. But you know, cigarettes were a dollar twenty five. Gas was like seventy five cents a gallon. I did you know I'm and I still I would buy the things I needed. I'd still have money to put in my checking account. So three fifteen back then it took you you could get away with it. Yeah, it definitely went a lot further. I mean, especially if you're a high school kid, you know. Once you graduate, yeah. you needed a little bit more than that. But yeah. you know, oh my god, yeah. I do my when my kids ask questions. I'm like, I oh, my when my oldest daughter got her first job. How much did you make on your first job? And I tell her, she's like, <laughs> Oh my god, how did you survive? Like um, everything's going up. Thanks, Biden. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish I still had that clip in here, and I don't think I do. God damn it. What the hell, producer Mike Poe? My favorite thing. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Well, that's because, you know, I, I love these hats. Now that he started wearing them, I enjoy them, so that's what we're doing. You're going to make me go dig out my Jeff Caps, aren't you? Do you have one? I have, like, four or five of them. Oh, God. We need to do a, we need to do a, a special where we all wear those type of hats. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Give me one second. I'm not going to, I have my, I have hats in two different spots, I have one that's very convenient. So talk amongst yourselves. I'll be 30 seconds. Oh, <laughs> Made me choke on my apples, apple juice. <laughs> Oh god, he's gonna die. We need to put you in the Guinness book for the longest laugh. <laughs> oh 
Shut up! Update. Shut the fuck up! Hello, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it at my convenience spot. When I, when, I, when I had the hair long, when I grew it out, I was wear headbands all the time. I just wear bandana. Excuse me, bandanas. I had to show the flow. Rags. Do rag. I yeah, have a couple asked, of them. Yeah, I asked my wife the other day. I said, can I start wearing head bandanas? She's like, no. What are you, what are you an idiot? Oh. Like, oh, I think I'd look cool. She goes, no, you're not going to look like a old school wrestler with your damn bandana on. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, dude. See now, uh, so my stuff is my stuff is long. I mean, it can. I can holy my crap! Hair. Your hair's that long. Oh, yeah, God. you didn't know it was that long. No, you always yeah. have it back. Wait, how long? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where did it come? It, it's off screen, dude. Like, let's transplant long. it. I'll take some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew it was that long. No, it's longer no. than that. No. Yeah. Damn. Oh. The hair no, gods always- graced me. It's always back, or you have a hat on. I go to get a haircut, and the ladies are always like, "Oh my god, I would just kill to have your hair." Because <laughs> <laughs> thick, it's uh, pain in the ass to brush. I'm sure. Holy smokes, I've never had my hair that long, shoulder length, like Cobain. Kind of how long it, it was when I recently cut it. Always that that Cobainish look. Did you have the eighties? Yeah, I never. Did, did you do the eighties like perm big hair guy? Were you that guy? No, I was the mullet in the Z twenty eight. Okay. Ooh. Isn't that like Magnum PI? Oh no, wait, Magnum PI is not a mullet. He had a perm. Ah, yes. That's Magnum correct. had the curly perm. That's right. I like that one. <laughs> big fan. I just like I mean, mustache. I like Magnum. I mean, I've had long hair. I've been able to grow long hair really long like this all my life. The facial hair didn't start coming in really proper till I was in my 30s. I don't know what the hell was wrong with my face, but I I had this peach fuzz thing for like two decades. I was like, what's going on? And the next thing I wake up and so. No kidding. Yeah. Have you, have you had the beard that long for? Like, I just told we were talking last growing? night, me and the wife. I don't remember when I last shaved. That's how long it's been. I don't remember the last time I shaved. Holy I really crap. don't. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I got a haircut was 2017. I think was oh, the last shit. time I got a haircut. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When I don't manscape. When you're, so when you get a shower, do you sometimes feel like your hair going into your rectum? No, but I can feel it tickling the top of my butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> it's that feeling it's that feeling you want to feel when Poe comes to visit <laughs> oh Michael <laughs> He had to go away. <laughs> he couldn't take it. No. Oh my god, that's insane. Doctor, now to, I feel like I move things around. I, I try to keep the whole. There we go. 
it's a mess behind me. <laughs> so that's why I keep the shower curtain. And the wife. Yeah, but I, that looks I, like, I, is that your holiday curtain? Yeah. The way <laughs> the wife bought this thing like two weeks ago. And she's like, I just want to get festive. But we've had like the same shower curtain for like 10 years that she uses at Christmas. So then she made me get the boxes out of the attic. And she's like, I don't want that one anymore. Um, she's like, use it for your podcast. It could be your new your holiday background. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I want to get, since uh, the T Public has been updated um, and they have tapestries on there, I think uh, I'm going to get, uh, I want to get the mind jacked one. Uh I still haven't ordered it yet. Look at it. He's still fucking laughing. Yeah. You're going to get the one with half your face or the other one? <laughs> the other, the one with the brain on it. Okay. I didn't know if you wanted to stare at yourself all night. <laughs> no. no, but I do want to get, I want that. Uh, I want to get that for my parents for Christmas. <laughs> Cause if you used it on the show, everybody that Joey T so conceited, like he's got a, <laughs> <laughs> That would be so bad. But I, I, that's why I didn't yeah. get it. I feel like it would be that obnoxious. But I, I want to get, I want to get that. I want to get the pillow for my parents. And my oldest daughter is, uh, she's moving into an apartment with friends of hers uh, in like a week and a half. And I want to get it for her, for her new place. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. Yeah, that's your dad on, oh, on that, that pillow. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, herds. Floating on a rock in the middle of space. <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. My, it's funny. My mom would love it. If I got my mom that pillow, she would laugh her ass off. My dad would just be like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? The guy, there's times, you know, I'll, I'll bring up some of this, the conspiracy stuff that uh, we've touched on on this show and uh, other things. And my mom's like, she's intrigued. She's like, really? Tell me more. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. And my dad just shakes his head. He's like, I don't get it. <laughs> she's like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, yes, I am. Thank you very much. Quit encouraging the boy, honey. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just makes things worse. Mm -hmm. uh, Dude, you're drinking out of a zippy, a zippy cup. <laughs> it's almost. I went All to, right. uh, did I tell you? Uh, raising canes. You know what? Everybody get went to that fucking place, but me. I, I've been wanting to try that for fucking forever, and everybody went. Even my brother fucking went, and I still am sitting here waiting to try it. The I'm one curious. by me. He came he all the way down here for that. He did. Correct. It's good. I don't know if it's worth it, but. He thought it was decent enough. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I've only been there twice. It's been open for like two months now. Do you have the Raising Canes wow. near you, Paul? No, no, I don't even know what the hell it is. It's a it's a fast food chicken joint. Oh, okay. So the and the only reason I think there's none. Hello, Dan. Thank you in for the joining north us. here. Yes, my nice <laughs> and and that motherfucker in tech. Ooh. God damn, he went too. I hate you people. Well, that's where they, I think that might be where they started. Or So Raising Cane's has always been in the South. And the a only reason, the 
itself. Oh yeah. The only reason I know what they are is because a, a Philadelphia sports talk radio guy got fired from Philly and he went to Houston and I liked him so much that I continued to listen to him via podcast of his Houston show. And he, every once in a while he would talk about how great the chicken was there and their special sauce. So I'm like, oh, man, I wish we had a raisin canes near us. So they opened one up like less than 10 minutes from my house. My, my favorite, one of my favorite foods is the Philly steaks, but we can't, we didn't have them here for the longest time, just Subway, and that's not real steak. But uh, yeah. we went, we finally got a Jersey Mike's here last year, and I'm like, oh. So I go they're, there to get my Philly steaks. They're pretty, they're close. They're not, they're 90% authentic. Wouldn't you say, Mike? Jersey what? Mike's? I've never eaten there. You haven't had one? All right. Nope. Yeah. As far as a chain type place, Jersey Mike's is definitely the closest to being the authentic Philly cheesesteak. Um, I, I, we have a family friend that lives in Florida. Uh, they always talk about how they advertise like Philly cheesesteaks. And she's like, a lot of them will get the meat right. But she always talks about like the bread. The bread's never right. The roll's not right. So she's like, so she thinks there's something with the water in Philly. That makes the cheesesteak something different here than it does everywhere else, which that doesn't make me feel good because it just makes me think it's all the pollutants that are in the water <laughs> that make oh this makes oh, it's delicious. I can taste the fight and everybody flushed down their toilet. I if, I don't when like it comes to a sandwich. When it comes to a sandwich, it's the bread. It, it could be the best cuts of meat, the best this, the best that, the freshest vegetables, whatever. If that bread's no good, I won't like it. It's it, I, it's it's all in the bread. Exactly. What do you got? Maybe and Ty are hanging out right now. <laughs> Trying yeah, to make you jealous, are you, Poe? Yes. I, I understand. Don't worry. I'll still I'll I'll get there one day. I'll get it. You haven't gotten to Raising Cane's. So it's like 20 minutes from your house. You're going to get down to Texas? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll just we'll just take out the one in the next room, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can go to Raising Cane's. I can go to Texas. I can go anywhere. <laughs> just take her out. So, oh, now that you're boy. recorded, so <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just made the investigation easier. A little bit. Uh, nobody, like, nobody, nobody listens to this, so we're we're not we're okay. Poe will turn wow. you in because he don't want you showing up. Yeah, I have a fugitive in my house. Listen, you know, yeah. Poe will be like, "Get him out of my house." <laughs> Poe won't do that. He 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 loves me, so he won't do that. I don't think he's going to be uh, harboring a fugitive. <laughs> mm. That's so a good one. That's a good one. That's generous. That's generous. Yeah, I'll be dead by the time I that happens know. anyway, so it's not gonna work out. Um let's see. I'll, I'll, do, I'll teleport to get a Jetson's car or something. By the way, as soon as the Patreon blows up, we start making all that money. We're gonna oh, have a okay. rabbit red. We're gonna have a rabbit red convention in a social uh, a central location. 
Yeah, that that's 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 that's. Oof. I can't even think about it because it's gonna, gonna it's gonna get me agitated to get like it did on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, Michael, Michael and I were talking, texting earlier today, and he was saying uh, he had himself a breakdown over the over the holiday weekend, which I was surprised I didn't at least get a text to vent or phone call. I'm not so surprised with, but I thought. I, I I was a little upset, so I kind of before before we go all onto tonight's topic, even though we're forty five minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, forty five. Um, I I want to hear about Mike. I I want to hear about the breakdown. What the hell happened, um, and why didn't you call or text something, anything, just a vent? Uh... I was just like really just pissed off at, at, at life and everything. And I was like, you know what? This fucking thing is going into three years and we've got nothing. And I'm like, I'm going to shut it all down. It's going to just go away and I'm going to cut my losses and we're just done. And then I'm like, nah, we won't do that. We'll keep it going. And then I'm like, nah, we're going to shut it down. And I'm like, nah, we'll, we'll keep it going. Nah, we'll shut it down. I just kept going back and forth in my head. It was like a seesaw. I was like, meep, 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 meep. And then finally, eventually I was like, all right, take a deep breath, take a step back, and just relax yourself. And I did that. Not, 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 not before I, I, I like, uh, broke down uh, quite a few times. And uh, was ready to like uh, kill a few people, but um, <clears throat> you know, um, but then I don't know. And then it's like you know, now still, like I said, we're going into year three. January will be the start of year three, and we are not where I even thought that we would be. And I was like, I know that stuff doesn't happen overnight, but holy shit! Like it's been three years. How much longer am I supposed to wait? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, we're doing this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, I don't know. And the TV thing is going great. And then the Vimeo account ended up getting uh, removed because of uh, account violations. Because when they say something's private on there, apparently it's not private. Mm-hmm. And you still get screwed for it, which we did. So I had to shut down the TV channel, which, you know, that's fine. I would. Will you cough on the fucking mic, please? dude? No, I'm a professional. I'm a pro. That's disappointing. I just wish I had Um, a cough button. It would be easier. Um. (laughs) You know, so I'm just like, you know, I don't know. Um. If I, uh, I don't, I like, I don't want things to end, but if, if things keep going in the direction they're going, I, I think for my own sanity, they, they might just like have to. <laughs> and then he laughs. Wait, what the boy? Cause I'm, 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 I'm like, you know, it's, it's no, I'm laughing on the outside, but on the inside, I'm crying. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. You got the, the tears of a clown going on here right now. Um, uh, 
uh, oh God, what's the question? I had the, I had the question I wanted to ask, and then you distracted me by laughing. Um, well, that that's how I deal with with everything that hurts me. Uh, I, I laugh you. at it. Yeah, it's the best, the the easiest way to survive. Mm-hmm. Look, dude, how many people are on here? We can all figure out a way to keep things going. I, I, I told my how, wife. I told my wife, I said, I think Michael J's uh, losing his shit. She goes, why? I said, because he was thinking about shutting it all down. My wife's never met him in, in her life. And she's like, no, he can't do that. What do we got to do? Can we invest and help him? I'm like, I'll, I'll say something to him. But I was like, she didn't need, she don't even want him to shut down anything. Well, that's impressive. My wife's like, what, what do you do? <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's just... I was expecting things to be different by this point. And it just seems like if we're putting out all this stuff, because we're putting out a lot of stuff and not enough people give a shit about what we're putting out, then what's the point in putting it out? That's, that's like what keeps running through my head. Because I mean, I know we have people watching us now and I know there's, there's people after the fact and all that watch the shows, but it's like, I, I don't feel like there's enough traction to say, Hey, we're doing something where like so many people like see us like when rabbit and red first started and was just like a solo podcast and, you know, just by itself. And we were on horrorbid.com and we were doing all this shit. I was able to, you know, reach out to people. And obviously, like I said, it was a different time because it was back in 2010. So that's going on, what, 13 years ago. So obviously, yeah, it was a different time. But it's like nowadays, it's like so much harder. And I feel like everything that we're trying to build, there's just people out there out there that are just knocking it down you know so i don't know i mean honestly i'm i'm not i'm not thinking of of saying like things are going to get like that we're going to be done with things tomorrow obviously that's not the case but i'm going to tell you if we get into 2023 and like six or seven months into it if i make it that long you know um not that I'm going to kill myself either. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. But, you know, if we get like halfway into 2023 and we're still like here, it's like, you know, I don't want anybody to have to put any more money into this because the fact of the matter is, if I put the money into it and it's not growing, then if anybody else puts the money into it, it's still not going to grow. It's just prolonging the, you know, it's like keeping it on life support when it should have been dead like months ago. You know what I mean? That's. I get that. I'm I'm just in yeah. real with, with people. That's the whole thing. I'm trying to be upfront and honest and real. And this is what's been going through my head since mm. fucking last week. <laughs> No, dude, I get it. I totally get it. I listen. <clears throat> you've been the, the 
the, the, the man behind the scenes for this network for a few years now. Uh, so I get it. Um, well, and then I, I, people, then you have these people that are fucking sorry, but then you yeah, have these people that are fucking Patreon exclusive and all they do is they're behind a fucking paywall and then they have like a hundred something fucking Patreons or patrons or whatever the fuck they are, you know, and they're just doing like three shows a month. You have to fucking like stuff that we're doing for this. You couldn't see it unless you're a Patreon. You couldn't see anything unless you were a Patreon. And, you know, like they have people flocking to them. Exploding Heads podcast. I'm talking to you. They're flocking to you. Meanwhile, I've been in this game longer than you have. Just the podcast game in general, because I've been doing it since 2010. And I, you're telling like I don't have like that, you know, behind me. Like people just don't give a shit. So it's like I'm just in the mindset now. Like if people don't give a shit, why should I give a shit? You know? Yeah. Okay. I get that. I I one hundred percent. I yes. All right. I get what you're saying, but man. All right. See. So now. See. I'm I'm new to the whole rabbit and red. You're you're you're, you're like I, you're like I, I was not expecting it to go in this direction. And, uh, I I did, but oh, not dude. as deep. Shit, um. Oh, it's deeper. I'm still holding back. Let's get deeper. Oh God, really? I'm, I'm not going deeper than this. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm sparing some of the people that are watching us, you guys, because you you don't really want to get into my whole fucking headspace on this because you'll go insane. Like I'm going in fucking insane. No, dude, but no, you don't. We're supposed to be a team. Like we're all in this together, man. Um, well, no, that's I what love- I say. But I right. like to take the brunt of it, so you guys don't have to. Right, but That's you don't. You should. You guys have. You guys have lives and and jobs and families, and I have a stroked out person in the room next door, and this. Right, but you know what? I have my job, which stresses me out. I have. Hold on. We have a. We have a. We have a call. Should I take this call? Uh, uh, yeah, let me take this call. I guess. And you're live. Let me just make sure that the other people can, you can hear them or they can hear you or whatever. Are you there? I see. I think I know who this is based on the number, but. Texas area code, I would say. Yes, correct. Okay. I hear it. I see it. That's why I'm saying I know who it is, but I don't know if I can't hear them. Son of a bitch. I guess the calls aren't working. I guess I got to fix Skype again. God damn it. All right. It's not coming through. I'll have to look at the comments because we have like seven comments here. Wow. Um, Yeah. Let me look at the comments. Okay. Post says, be patient. Dan says, not shutting anything down. People don't want. Oh, yeah. I understand there's 
I know, Dan, there's people that watch with your face, but that's like a few people, yes. Oh, that's good. Quit whining, Rob. <laughs> that's what I was um, just laughing I am at. Not, I am not. Yeah. I am not. No, because I'm not, at least I'm not making videos in a dark room uh, sniffling so you can hear it. Listen, dude, we're a team. And then Anthony says, go deeper. Yeah, I wouldn't. No. I, I, I'm with Anthony. Mike, get get it off your chest. That's what that's what Mike says to uh, Poe. Yeah, well, Mike, when he's <laughs> when he's thrusting, just thrust that knife deeper into my gullet, please, and slice upward. Boy, you're killing me. You're killing me. Listen, dude. I the one of the thing, one of the reasons, like when you ask me. As 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 one of the, the newer people, we got Anthony in here, and he's brand new. But as one of the newer people that are part of the network, like one of the main reasons I wanted to get involved, not only because of some of the things we've had in common, but I appreciate your passion for this the whole format, like podcasting. To me. Like, and I've said it before here. I know I've said it on Jacket Audio. Like, you know, I'm the I'm the want to be radio guy. Like, I'm the, the I think I that was always if that was if I could do my live stream, it would be, you know, sitting behind a mic getting paid for it. This fulfills it in the spiritual sense, but not in the financial sense. Um, right. And I, you know, and we talked about it when we, you know, uh, chatted about getting a rabbit red Patreon. I'm like, dude, go for it. And you're like, well, all right, well, I got to figure out how to split up the money. I'm like, you keep every freaking penny until we go positive. And like, I still feel the same way. Like, I wouldn't want to see. I wouldn't want to see this disappear over a financial thing. People spend a ton of money on hobbies every year every month every every day like i don't know i don't know how to explain it um but there's people that spend a lot of money doing their hobbies now if you want to consider this a hobby like i would be more than willing to pitch in however we have to pitch in over the last year i you know i i've got to meet paul i've got to meet aaron i've got to meet both cody's uh, you know like it's been a t- like, this has been a lot of fun for me, and I don't know how the rest of the guys feel, but I think even just to have this as our own it's like little network of camaraderie, and if it gets to a place, if we can get it to a place where it becomes like financially successful, that's even better. But I would hate to see you give up on this. I know you love it as much as I do and you're more invested in it emotionally and financially because you've been involved with it for longer than I have. But like, I wouldn't want to see this. I wouldn't want to see rabbit and red go away only because of dude, I've had a ton of fun the last year talking about the, I, I tell my friends about this. I tell my family about this. Now like you know, my family really like even even the younger people. They're not they, they, they I'm in this like I'm in this weird space like where I was born like with the people in my family, 
either they're a lot older and the, the podcast thing confuses them or they're a lot younger and they all have young kids and not the money to spare to be like, oh, well, here, I'm going to spend five bucks a month on this other thing. When I have these mouths to feed, they, 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 they I'm going to go with cousins. They, they're, they're either, I'm 48. They're either in their like pushing sixties or they're in their early thirties. Like, I don't know how I, like I fell in this like weird gap as far as like cousins go. So the older ones have no clue. The younger ones, they have other responsibilities that, you know, I'm sure they're paying for their Netflix and Disney plus and their iPads to keep their kids occupied. No, my, right. my cousins do better than that. So, but what I'm saying like, now, I don't know how everybody else on the network feels, but I would 100%. And we could talk about this other stuff on like off air as far as it goes, but I believe I 100% believe that myself, I will, and other people that are involved with this network would be like, yeah, let's, you know, we'll pitch in. Rabbit Red needs to keep going. I think I can't even make it really weird. And, but I think I can't imagine. I can't imagine not knowing Paul. I can't imagine not knowing Aaron. I can't imagine not knowing normal Cody or cripple Cody at this point. Like, I, I, I just think this is like a, a cool community that we have here that needs to keep going and give it a little time. And I think a little more focus. Now I I'm not the best one for the focus part, mm-hmm. pushing on social media a little bit more. Um, Cause I, you know, I don't know how this works, but I think if we keep pushing, well, no, we just keep going. A bunch of shit. Cause I, I post, I mean, I, I post like show links and different shit like that with the hashtags and stuff all the time. So, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's growing. I mean, maybe now it feels like, you know, it might be gaining some traction. I know that like the show last week with Anthony and Mandy, that, 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 brought in a lot so i'm hoping that that continues to bring in and the thing is i'm not look i'm not i'm not upset about the 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 patreon thing like i get it we only have like you know seven people but you would think that if there were people out there that were actually watching and actually you know gave just a little bit of a shit you know that they would maybe throw in that's why we kept the cheap because that way or at least i i told you i think that was the whole reason behind it because we're like mm-hmm. if we keep the cheap you know i mean i'm not running indiegogo campaigns you know trying to make fifty one thousand dollars to make a fan film <laughs> maybe that's our problem we're too nice we're too honest maybe we should just be shady assholes <clears throat> and just begging yeah, for money like, come on, we're going to make a fan podcast. We're going to do the the uh, Opie and Anthony podcast f- film, the audio film. <laughs> we're going to do the Howard Stern audio. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm just. I'm not doing good riffing right now. How do you do? How do no. you do the audio? The, the audio fan pod. Yeah. Uh, 
we're gonna do a, Michael will play uh Howard and Paul will play uh Fred and I could be Jackie. I can't even think how Jackie laughs. It's been Dan, so long since I've heard it. I was that. gonna try. Dude, Jackie's not even on <laughs> I know. Well, it's gotta be the you know, you gotta go through the history of. All right, I'll play the hero. I thought act. you were I thought you were getting ready to oh, tell me I was going to be Robin. Oh, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Apparently, uh, well, you know what? Aaron will be Howard and Mike will be Robin. <laughs> oh, damn it. I mean, <laughs> that, I'll that makes go, more I'll sense. Going, I'll, I'll even go in blackface if, if it'll help. Oh, Jesus. No. Stop it. It's 2022. I'll get the wrong attention. That. You can't do that. Oh, bro, this, is, this is on the site now, too, so it doesn't matter uh, what we say. Dear God. That's a good thing about it. At least it's on the site now, too, so we can say whatever the fuck we want, play whatever the fuck we want, and if YouTube shadow bans us, we'll still be out there. So Exactly. For now, anyway. So I don't know, man. All right. Well, I don't, you, well, I don't, want, guys, to, I don't, I don't want you to be down and out on things. You know, I'm listen. No, I'm not I'm, ray I'm, of sunshine. I'm, I'm better than I, dude. I'm bet. I'm trust me. I I am better than I was last week. Last week was not a good week. And no one would know if and you see, see if Poe wouldn't have had to take a break last week. Then I wouldn't have had all this time to think about all this shit. See, Poe, this is why you can't take breaks because you give me too much downtime to think about shit. <laughs> and you can't kill yourself, can't dude, that. because. If you killed yourself, no one would know you were dead because you would be hanging there and your sticks would be like a wind chime and no one would think it was a body. They would just think it was windy outside. <laughs> so you can't be hanging yourself for anything. No, I wouldn't do that. My uncle did that. I would never do that myself. That seems like a horrible way to do it. I know yeah. somebody whose dad, whose dad did that. And I'm like, oh, God. It's I, be I still doing what he did. I, I really do. I always say he's burning in hell. It's bad. It's bad karma. I'll come back and haunt you. Uh, Damn, dude. I thought I was doing better. My voice is still shot. Um, No, dude. Let's think. Let's we can talk about this off air. Um, But yeah, whatever we got to do to keep this stuff going. And again, like if you. You know, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but like whatever it takes. Like, I at this point well, in my life, no. I've the, I've the, lost all my hobbies because no, of my I'll, kids. I'll tell, like, what the problem, I'll tell you what the problem is, and I and I think I said it on 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 Cody's hot seat is that I fucking dumped too much in for certain things in the start that I thought were going to help, but instead of helping. They fucked us, basically. I get that. Uh, but you have to try. You have oh, to try. I did. Like, oh. it was very. Oh, I, I did. Think and it, did was, it was very ambitious. And I was like, I, like, it didn't sound bad to me, but I wasn't the money man behind with the moves you were making. I'm like, yeah, shit, that sounds great. Get the name out there more. Do it. Let's see how it goes. Yep. Because the shows, the, the numbers you've shown me 
and you don't show me everything, but you every once in a while I get screenshots. Or I don't even art. like looking at everything myself, to be honest. Right, but you send me screenshots for our show. You send me screenshots for other shows. But like, oh man, look at the numbers we got last night. But look at the numbers we got on this a week later. But like, oh dude, we had all these streams here. We had all these streams there. Like the numbers for who we are. Like we're not Joe Rogan. We're not. I, I God, who, who else is popular right now? I don't even know. Uh, I, to tell him Steve Dave. I don't know. For lack of, since that's the only other podcast I really listen to. Um, they, we're, they, we, we don't have anybody on the show. And that's that's the part that sucks. Like this was podcasting is a, a like a, a homegrown format that's been commandeered by big name celebrities. Cause now you got the people yeah. from the office. We're going to do behind the scenes. You got the people from scrubs. We're going to do behind the scenes. They yeah, just go do something else, man. I think you've, you've made your money. Let us people that are trying to make a name for ourselves that are trying to come up and you know, entertain people. Let us have our run on this format. Like this is like, in the grand scheme of things, like this is podcasting is still brand new. You know, this isn't radio. This isn't TV. This isn't you know, another audio. Like podcasting is only what? 12 years old or at least easily accessible. Maybe 13, 14 yeah. years old. Maybe. Yeah. Somewhere like that. Cause probably I think around 2008, 2009 was when right. it kind of started. And then, you know, the boom didn't because I think it was like maybe a year or two before I got into it was so, when. Listen, man, you're one of the OGs. Yeah, so I, I get your so I get your frustrations. If I've been doing it as long as I've been like, what the I've fuck? Over, I've overstayed my welcome. I don't. <laughs> no way, dude. No way. So many, there's so many good shows on this network, and I really think it's only going to get better. Oh, I know there is. But, but, but we have to, we have to figure out how to. But there, there's got to be a balance, and I don't know what that balance is. Well, they, no, it's, we got to make the stuff. The, the, give them the free stuff. Make people care. Well, then that's the thing you were saying about the freebies, and that's why I said last night. I'm like, I was getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck the freebies. I'll put it all behind the fucking paywall. And if they don't sign up and they don't subscribe within a few months, then it's just done. But the way that I, I the way that I see it, the way that things are going, if I put it all behind the paywall, nobody will sign up. And then we're just, you know. So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. That makes sense. The idea. I just, we have to, and it's like, you can't make people care. You can't make people care enough to tune in to the content that you're putting out. And that's, that's the issue. We're putting out a lot of content, but like not enough people. Care. I mean, I know there are people that do care, mm -hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, it's not enough. Because if it were enough, we'd have more than seven patrons. Patron. So that tells me that, okay, it's people are very passive with it. I get it. 
we have passive fans, but there's not enough that really give a shit to say you're worth me giving $2 a month. At least there's not enough people out there that want to do that. So that's where we're at. And the, 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 the big thing that I'm coming up against is how do you make people care? This is like just what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how these other people have all these people and they just go on there and they talk about horror movies or they talk about this or they talk about that. And they have fucking 30, 40, 50 patrons. And we have a network that has such a wide variety of shows, so many different things, literally something for everyone, but not enough to make somebody say, I'll give you two bucks a month. Really? I mean, these other fucking Patreon people, they want five, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, and they're amazing. And And they, and the thing is they get it. And they're just sitting there talking about fucking Halloween ends or scream or fucking whatever else for fucking the millionth time. But but here we are with fucking Mind Jack, Near Duels, all this other shit, Rabbit and Ra- you know, and it's like you have a multitude of shows, but nobody gives a shit enough to say, you know what, I value what you're doing enough to give you two dollars a month. And that's where I'm at right now. So what I'm going to do is I, I'm going to leave it at that. And now you can get into the main topic of the show. Oh, Jesus. Well, hang in there for a minute because I just exhausted my throat. So I need to get some more water. I will be yeah. right back. Okay. You do that. Oh, fine. He always makes me feel better. <laughs> he really does. He's a special boy. What can I say? Oh, wow. Wait, you know what? These transitions changed because StreamYard updated. Because they, they told me I got a notification today that there's different plans that they have available because I was thinking about upgrading to another plan. And then I think of all this shit and I'm like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> Fuck you! Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Paul, you seem kind of... You depressed me, man. <laughs> you, you depressed me, and then Tyree's got to bring up my Packers. He's probably a freaking Cowboy fan, so whatever oh, he just shit. said has no weight to no, it. No, 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 no. Wait, the Eagles played the Packers last night. That's right. Because I watched that game because it's the Eagles. We just need a new quarterback. Aaron Rodgers needs to go well, do he something is else. He is old. I hate I that's the one thing I don't like about football. They get a quarterback and they ride his shoulders mm-hmm. for 15 years, and then all of us have to deal with three, four, five seasons of bullshit because oh, this quarterback's new. Well, maybe if they were, you know. Not so reliant on a guy for 15 years, we'd have a good quarterback waiting in the wings. Go, birds. Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry, I don't really know. Give a crap. 
Excuse me. See, I burped right on the mic. I'm like, I'm like Stern. He did that this morning. I was like, wow. I'm like, good on you, Stern. You cough on the mic. You sneeze on the mic. You burp on the mic. That's what I like. You tell people that didn't get the shot, you, you deserve to die and not have hospital treatment if you get well, sick. Well, that I don't. I don't. So, I don't condone that. Not one bit. So he could go f himself. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I want you guys to Hi, start Paul. getting fucking rowdy. You guys Dude. get rowdy. I'm Sorry, gonna, Paul. I will pop. I will pop in in a few minutes. I'm gonna go get a few lifesavers because I like to suck on them and imagine that you know. Think of Poe. Yeah, like his little naughty bits. Maybe, maybe this. Maybe, maybe, maybe the network would run a little better if you had a little less Poe on the brain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, he just injected himself into me. I can't stop. In your dreams, pal. In your dreams, yeah, dude. Uh, Paul, so sorry, man. I, I expected that's uh, fine. I expected. Let's see, we're an hour and fifteen minutes in. I thought maybe about half of this would have been all that would have been con- uh, condensed in about forty-five minutes. Um, dear God, I just took a bunch of Ambien and drank wine. Thanks for living up, Mikey. Oh, Aaron! So sorry that that's your lover boy. So, I we were texting. uh, I don't know. God, it feels like forever ago. Only because we got pushed back a week. Um, gonna make it weird talking about the 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 dark side of the global control and the the weirdness of who's in charge of our planet. Uh. I don't know, Paul. Where do you want to begin? What do you, what, what's your? Well, I wouldn't say it's who's in control. I'd say it's mm-hmm. a battle, a battle for who's in control because it's okay. everybody wants to get stuck on this whole oh Illuminati, Illuminati. Yeah, they exist, I believe, mm-hmm. but it's not just them; it's other mm-hmm. ones too. All a ri- you can't get a room full of rich and powerful people and get them to love each other and agree because well, I got more money than he does, so I'm look at Elon, you know. I got all this uh, money, you know, screw Apple. So I'm going to, you know, I'll make my own phone or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a whole, it's, it's, I think it's multiple groups trying to gain control and in the process trying to get me and you to hate each other. Oh, I, I agree with that hundred percent. It's, it, it all goes back to the whole conquer divide and conquer nonsense. We got to get the, the white people to hate the black people and the, the rich people to hate the poor people. It's, you know, and they're just making it more and more divisive. Um, but like, what do you think the? Uh, oh God, <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm. I, I have to turn the comments off. I'm gonna keep looking at that. Poe po, <laughs> po just put up there. Turn it off. Uh, you know, Elon is shit. Like, I hate that guy. I couldn't yeah, I stand like- that. Like that dude drove me nuts. Uh, was was it right after David Bowie died, and they did the whole like I'm gonna launch this car to space with a dummy in it and play Space Oddity <laughs> while it travels through and a, and then he I I'm watching this video and I know so many people are like, dude, this looks so cool, man. Check it out, Elon Musk put a car in space, and I'm like. Dude, Star Wars looks more realistic to me. Like, what is this bullshit? Like, and if if you go back, the, the 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 love for him 
he was on he was on an episode, a holiday episode of The Big Bang Theory, where he was playing himself, obviously, and he right. was working in the soup kitchen feeding the poor. And I thought, oh, okay, then this must be what the guy's all about. You know, he's feeding the poor. He's a good person. Here mm. recently, I've seen he's just another rich scumbag. I don't got nothing against him. You know, I mean, I don't I don't own a Tesla, so I don't know if the car's good or not. You know, I'm not going to believe, oh, they're shitty. They'll catch on fire. I, you know, when it comes to electric cars, my whole thing is we're not ready for it. The, the system. I mean, mm. when it got so bad in California, weather wise, and they said, uh, please don't charge your cars at night because everybody's home and it puts a strain on the system. That's a statement that says we're not ready to make, you know, if everybody had an electric car, we'd all be sitting in the dark. <laughs> Dude, no, those things are going to be bad news. Such yeah. bad news. And even the the batteries, they, the, sorry. Sorry, I can't do it. Mike's like, just call on Mike. I can't do it. Somehow it spun around. I had to hit the switch. Um, did it? I I just heard something today that the batteries to replace. To replace a battery in a Tesla costs almost as much as a brand new car costs. So yeah. if you get people that want to buy that thing, they're going to just be like, oh, screw it. Just give me a brand new car. Well, what's going to happen to the original car, the guts of that original car? How do they dispose of the, the dead batteries? They, it's just going to become a, a, a bigger shit show for the environment than but they're already claiming, and then they'll probably just like try to out Greta Thunberg and be like, climate change is bad, and it's because of all these cars and their cobalt batteries that we can't dispose of. I, I, I'm not a, I, I, I don't subscribe so much to the uh, whole uh, that we, I'm sure we don't help the environment as a whole, mm. but I don't think it's, we are as bad as they say it is because I know how, you know, space and all that, you know, I'm pretty, I tune myself to watch that stuff and the earth that goes through, you know, we had a cold, we had a, we had an ice age once before, and I don't really think there was a lot of dinosaurs riding around in pickup trucks causing, you know, <laughs> the causing the earth to freeze. And so it's, it, it's, there's things going on that are out beyond our control that are going to change the environment, no matter what we do. It's just more propaganda to get us to all hate each other because they want the electric mm -hmm. car people to hate us and they want us to hate them. That way they can, like you said, divide and conquer. So, yeah. I mean, I, I personally, if my neighbor wants an electric car or a hybrid car, fine. You know, I'm not going to go stand out in the yard and, you know, holler at them. Get out of here, you hippie. You know, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> like that. But, you know. You know. Yeah, I, I do try. So now I have, I have three kids. The oldest is in their early 20s, then late teens, one, early teens. And the only thing that I've said, I've, I haven't told them to not do something, but like I've highly discouraged the whole electric car thing only because most of them are internet connected. And I think that's going to go into the whole control factor. And if you, you believe in the, the, the uh, I don't. I forget exactly what they call it, but the, the, the a social credit score, um, where you know if if you're a good boy or girl, you could you know travel freely wherever you want to go. But if you're not, then we're going to restrict where you can go, when you can go, and I think that's part of the point 
of these electric cars because they'll be able to shut them down. They can't shut down you know, your your gas guzzling pickup truck right now, but right. your your sissy little Tesla, you're like, oh, you know, you're not you're not going to be able to leave this twenty five mile perimeter, or, you know, whatever. Right. Like it's. I mean, so... Uncle Bob can take his car and hide it all over town because he's not paying his car note, and it never get repoed. But when you have an electric car, and they're like, boop. Well, it doesn't matter if you pay it or not. You still can't use it. So it's like, you know, I'd rather, you know, I, I don't trust. Plus, you know, it, it goes by uh, where you live, too. Like here in Wisconsin and you, you, you I mean, I'm sure it gets ice fucking cold in uh, up there in, uh, in, in you know, in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, the colder it gets, the, the less the batteries will have. They run less. It takes away the life of the battery, that extreme yeah. cold. And then if you live in an extreme warm place, California, it's going to deteriorate the, the, you know, your battery. And people don't think about that either. You know, it, 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 you know, no one lives in a perfect temperate zone. So that car is going to get its most, you know, you could have your, you know, in Wisconsin, when it's like 10 degrees and you go to bed at a hundred percent charge, you wake up the next morning, it's at 75%. Oh, did I leave something on? No, it's just cold. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Just- I mean, Air, such as higher pressure that happens when it goes from hot to cold. The sensors on my car, I went out this morning and they're like, You're low. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, must have oh, a yeah. hole. I, <laughs> and so I yeah, went, I, 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 I filled up and I'm like, oh, I've been good the rest of the day. I'm like, Oh, all right. It was just cold out. Yeah. It, it's nice having a newer car, but when that thing dings at you, it's like oh, having your wife in the car with you. Hey, Something's wrong. Hey, check this out. Hey, hey, it's like, dude, you know, give me, give me, give me a five minutes of travel time without telling me there's something. I'm doing something wrong. Yes, I agree, dude. It's so bad. I went, I went from a 2007 to a 2017. So it's like a 10 year difference. And I'm like, oh my god, there's so much crap in this car. There's so much technology to tell me this, to tell me, change your oil, fix your tire pressure, do this, do that. And I'm like, oh my God. And I, I'm like, at first I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, but at the same time, a little overwhelmed. But then it was also like, there's how many more things could break. Then what happens right. if I get dependent on this thing telling me my tire pressure is on or off? Like, like, am I going to look at my tires every time I get in the car? I used to. I haven't for last year because I have the sensors on it. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, we bought the wife a new. We bought the wife a new car in February of 21, and I liked it with all its bells and whistles. So I bought one in June of that year, and it has more where I don't have to hold the wheel. I can like just put my hands off, and it follows. Now, if there's lines, if I'm on an old country road here and and there's no lines, I got to hold the wheel. But as long as there's lines my car will stay in the lane and it's like, it's amazing. But there's certain things that I add to agitate me. Like if the sensor on your tire goes bad, now you got to take it somewhere and they've got to take the whole tire off, unmount it, put this, you know, small cheap battery piece back in there, replace it, put the bat. And you, so you've got to, you know, if you're going to do that, you might as well be like, we'll just take all four off and replace all four. Cause once you get that one fixed, now the one over there is going to die. And then two months later, that one's going to die. They make it so they make it so horrible that, you know, you got to, I used my first car. I, I changed the water pump. I sat with my feet dangling inside the hood. Now you, if you drop anything in your car, you're never getting it back. 
I mean, there's like yeah. no room in there. It's like, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I haven't done any major work on a car that I've had in 10 or 15 years. Only only because it was more like just time consuming because the kids were so little. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to drive. I found a, a mechanic near wherever I was working at the time that I heard good things about. Just drop it off, go to work, pick it up after. But yeah, like I, I look inside more like my, my car seems a little more spacious where I think I could do something if something major went wrong. But I look at my wife's car. And everything just seems so jammed and they overlap things. I had to change her battery last winter. And I'm like, I had to take like a, uh, like some kind of ventilation pipe that went across the battery apart. I'm like, what the? Like, why can't I just unscrew the battery, pull it out, put the new one in, screw it back in? I had to like take two other things apart to get to the battery. I'm like, this is bull. Like I can't stand this crap, and I'm like they do this on purpose. So now uh, you can take it here; it's way easier. Just take it to the mechanic, take it to the dealership, take yeah. it wherever. And I, yeah, they, it's insane. I mean, I don't mind taking stuff to people to work on because I don't, you know, as much as I like to watch and study and do this, I there's certain things I just can't do. But I just feel that it's starting to lean towards us. Not they don't want us to do anything. I mean, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, but Apple and car manufacturers and them, they were fighting that that bill, like the right to repair, where we should be able to choose where we go to get our phones fixed instead of, well, I don't want to take it to Apple. They charge too much. Apple mm-hmm. wasn't giving schematics to the phone so no one else could fix it. And they were like, they were lobbying to kill that. But the, the voice of the public was like, I should be able to take my car or my phone or my TV or whatever anywhere to get it fixed. No, Jesus, I don't remember that. My God, yeah, I think that would right be something repair, I would be paying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I get why these manufacturers would do it, but yeah, no, you should be able to take it anywhere. I've, you know, I've had the same mechanic for the most part 14, 15 years, and I wouldn't take my car anyplace else. And he repairs right. all sorts of cars like that. You should just be able to do what you got to do. Whoever should be trained and, you know, you want to open up a, a a body shop or an automotive shop, should be able to fix whatever you got to fix. Not, oh, well, you have to take it back to the manufacturer because they only have that part. We don't have that here. Get the hell out of here. Come on. Here's yes, I, can change, I, I can change. I can. I can change oil. But I pulled my wife's car up onto the ramps and I laid down and went under there. The whole bottom of the car is like covered, and there's like this one little area oh, for the man. oil pan and one for the filter. But it's like, dude, I'm gonna get oil everywhere. And it's like, why did they have to cover the entire bottom with a big old black piece of plastic? Wow. I. I mean, I guess it's because there's so much computer in there. If the water splashes up. But it's like if you got that much yeah. computer in your car, maybe you should, you know, put it elsewhere. Put all the brains of the car inside the car, not in the engine compartment. Yes, there's some other place, dude. I remember it's when everything started going towards the, the the power windows. I remember my old man be like, "Oh my god, that's just one more thing that'll break." Blah, 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 blah. And then I had a car that had had a recall, so it was going to be in the shop for like 
two or three days. So they gave us a rental and it had roll down. It had the crank windows. We get in the car. My youngest daughter wanted to come with me. She was probably like six at the time. She's like, dad, what's that? Like, like, oh, no. I'm like, this is where we're at in the world. Like, they're just used to buttons. Like, that's how you can roll the window down. That's why they call it roll the window down. Yeah. They're and like, if you oh. got a fancy car, you had a crotch cooler where you push the button and then open the window so you could blow the air right down. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I work in construction. We had those windows. <laughs> Just like that little like side panel. They're like, no, no, no you don't yeah. get air conditioning. But if you angle this window just right, <laughs> this little triangle, yes. that'll keep you cool. Yes. You'll be fine. I'm like, what the? Come on. You got to be kidding me. Um, yeah, oh, dude, it's so bad. <laughs> See, dude, this no, is I why call- we should be doing your show. We're talking about all this old stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. What now? When I I called in a couple months ago on your show, and I, I had asked you about Mister uh, Alex Jones. Did you know who? Did were you familiar with him before he went off the deep end there? I first heard of him about five years ago. Um, okay. it was. A lot of my, the, the, all right, so to go into it, like I remember as a kid hearing my family talk about like conspiracy type stuff with like JFK and whatnot. And that, that was really the basic stuff. Uh, for me, 9-11 triggered me. I'm like, because I, I watched it happen. Like I, I was working in an office at the time and I was supposed to be on the phones and I had a friend of mine emailed me. They're like, yeah, did you see a plane hit the world trade center? I'm like, that's a no fly zone. I'm like, that's weird. Like that's that part of Manhattan. Like planes weren't supposed to be flying into. So I went to the, our, our, my office's break room and I'm, I'm standing there and I'm, I'm watching the one building burn. And my boss comes over and she starts yelling at me. You got to get back on the phone. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, yeah, a plane just flew into the World Trade Center, dude. I'm like, this is something's weird's going on. He's like, I don't care. Blah, blah. Just babbling on. And then as we're standing there and he's yelling at me, we watch the second plane swoop in and hit the second tower. And he's like, oh, oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure every phone call or any phone call that's going on right now doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter to me. I'm like, something weird's going on, dude. And then finally, like he before the, the buildings collapsed, he had me. I buckled. I'm like, all right, fine. I went back to my desk. So I lived close to where I worked. Um, so I ran home through the VHS tape into the VCR. And just I hit record on the, the SLP mode so I get like the six hours. And I, I, I like two days later, they're like, oh, we're never going to show the footage again. We're never going to go. This is too tragic. We're never going to show this footage again. I'm like, all right, time to sit back and watch this footage again because something's not right. And I, I watched it. I watched that six hour tape, I don't know, three or four times over the next few days and I'm like that's a controlled demolition and I'm like there's no there's no physically physically there's no possible way for that building to have fallen down to the ground the way that it did 
and I'm like, something, so, something's awry. Um, a year or two later, I did a day trip to New York, and I would see these stickers all over the place. Like, I, I think it was 911truth.org. It was 911truth something. I don't think it was .com, but it was 911truth. So I would go in there, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like this. Like that. That was the the thing that really put me into the spiral of things happen, and we're not get, getting the truth. Um, and then I guess podcast wise, there was a day I was supposed to be I was supposed to be working, and I I work outside, but there was there was a thunder and lightning, so. We couldn't, you know, we're not we're not supposed to be out of the trucks. And there was the local morning radio show had two comedians on there performing in Philadelphia that weekend. The one guy, Sam Tripoli, was like, uh, you know, after they finished their, you know, pimping their stuff, it's like, oh, you know, you can find me at samtripoli.com and I do a podcast called Punch drunk sports and tinfoil hat, which is about conspiracies and blah blah blah. I'm like, oh. And he, I thought he was pretty funny on the show, on that radio show. So I'm like, oh, let me check him out. And that that dude is the one that they after 9-11, they made it even more they could just I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, everything actually I believe everything can be boiled down to some kind of conspiracy from what they tell us in the mainstream news. That's where I first heard of Alex Jones and David Icke. And I'm like, these two guys are absolutely amazing in trying to tell the truth about what's going on in our world. Right. Tripoli, Tripoli, in my opinion, presents it in a comedic way. Not that he doesn't take it seriously, but I, I find that he tries to, 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 to give it a, a little more light, like, not life, a little more humor. Hmm, that doesn't even sound good either when you're talking about life and death <laughs> with some things. But I don't know. I can't figure out how to put it. I know Michael J. hates him. I've tried getting I'm like, dude, check this episode out. Check that episode out. He's like, I can't listen to him. He sounds like a, a mush mouth. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't care. But I like the way he presents the material. It just seems a, a little more accessible in my perspective of things. Because as much as I've never really trusted the government and everything else, um, it just, yeah, it just, it, the way he does it, it made it more palatable. So I could go into the darker, shadier areas of things. Yeah, I, I'm, I definitely don't trust the government because I can't trust the. I think they're the greediest corporation of them all. I can't trust somebody that makes me pay twenty five dollars so I can have a sheet of paper that proves I was born. You should just give it yeah. to me. What's it gonna? I mean, I, I go to when we had to go pick up my grandkids. I, we drove into Illinois, and because uh, the the one grandchild had some issues and was born across the state line. Mm-hmm. And we uh, had to go to Illinois to get the birth certificate because if you do it by mail, there was shipping and handling a processing fee. I said, not nah, a hell with it. We're just going to drive over there, save it in gas. So we went over there and it was still, it was $25. And all the woman did was said, here, fill out this form. 
We filled it out, gave it back to her. She typed on the thing. She hit print. She goes, here you go. I paid $25 for that. Like, why? Why? I don't understand. So I, I don't trust the government at all, period. But I guess what got me started on, you know, what people would say is conspiracies is because uh, I was a good, uh, as a young child, I was a good Catholic boy. But uh, I was questioning stuff I was seeing and was told, you know, ah, just sit down, shut up. Mm. No, don't ask questions. Just, you know, this is what the good father said and the good book says, move on. And I was like, no, hold on a minute now. There's something wrong here. You know, it, it, the, I remember the very first time I asked a family member, I'm like, how come there's all these people on the planet? But it just started with two. Oh, it's just they you, you tell. Oh, well, it's a metaphor for but <laughs> it's like you don't know, do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's you like know, you know. You, so that 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 was when I first started questioning things. Was as I'd say before I hit my teens, maybe around twelve or 13, eleven or twelve around there, I started saying, "I don't, I'm not buying this." Re religion is what sent me in the in that direction because I wasn't buying it. I just wasn't yeah. buying. You know what, dude? Now that you say that, I remember I did twelve years of Catholic school. I remember going into the classroom and I, like one of the first things I read on the wall said like God created himself. And that kind of, wow, that's so weird. Uh, that kind of triggered me. And I'm like, like, how did somebody that didn't exist then create themselves? Oh, dude. Uh, now we're going <laughs> to, See, uh, I, I you're gonna when you I, just set me down a whole other spiral. <laughs> oh no. When I look at when I look at faith for people, I don't knock them for their faith. Whatever gets you through the day, man. Whatever gets you through the day. But when it comes to the organized side of it, where it's all about, you know, the collection plate and mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, that's when I start to question like, does God really want my reverend to have? A, you know, a 2021 Mercedes. Does God really want him to live on a 200 acre house in a 10 bedroom house? Yeah. While this guy over here is on food stamps, but still feels guilted enough. Well, I better put in something. It's yeah. like, I don't, that's where I start to break apart and question things. I mean, I still question religion as a whole, but I'm not going to sit and battle somebody over faith because that's their thing. But I will bet, you know, I'll be like, you know, I don't agree with the whole, organizational part because it just seems eh, which yeah. is another part of when I was a kid you know watching mm -hmm. all these you know my grandfather you know he had the envelopes and you know they were already pre-made and he just put his money sealed it and you know once yeah. you know one Sunday my cousin would put it in the next Sunday uh, he'd let me put it in and it was like it, it just started to you know what are you you know what are you doing we've been sitting in the same church for you know 10 years now where's all this money go you know, but mm -hmm. and then you ask questions. If you're if you've come from a diehard religious family, you're that you're the one that they talk about point, you know, at the big Thanksgiving get together when you're sitting at the table and you look at all the adults and they look at he's the troublemaker. He's the troublemaker. <laughs> he, he asked too many questions. And I yeah. you know, but I do. I, I ask questions Dude. like with the 9-11 you brought up the whole what get it. When I watched the whole flying into there, at first I was like, okay, yeah, I can see terrorists doing that. What did I know? Then mm -hmm. when they showed the Pentagon, I was like, wait a minute, where's the plane? Where's the yeah. freaking plane? 
I'm old enough to remember when that plane crashed over Lockerbie, Scotland. There was debris and plane parts as far as the guy could see. Yeah. Why all of a sudden now there's nothing there? Nothing. Nothing. No parts. Oh, it totally vaporized. I'm like, no, no, it didn't. And it's like the, one of the most highly guarded buildings in the country. And yeah. the one security camera. And I don't even think it was their security camera. I think it was a gas station across the street. It was. One video. <laughs> The one video, and I'm like, there's no way a plane, a, a novice pilot took that plane from the sky and then flew ground level into that building. And then that that section of the building, I'm sure you've heard this, They nobody was in that because that part no. of the building was under construction. It was also the financial department, and like the day before – the financial department had just announced they lost like trillions of dollars. And then, oh, well, look, everything blew up. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Because it, it, I could believe just, terrorists hit the buildings. Well, they're big targets. I, at first, I'm like, well, I, yep. you know, and then I saw that. I'm like, well, no, no, no. And then I saw video footage. You know, they had like, it was from the gas station, but it was a, such a crappy camera. It was just like a frame of a blur. Yeah. And then it's gone. So you see nothing, a blur of nothing. And I'm like, you know, they say, you know, but he didn't hit anything. The, 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 right there is the expressway with all the loops. Nothing got damaged. <laughs> it was, you know, somebody shot a missile into the side of the building. That's oh, what yeah. I think they did. Yep, I agree. But people believe it. Like, that's the scary part, man. Uh, I've, I've given up. Like, if I've given up trying to tell people. If somebody asks me, I will be 100% honest on how I feel about whatever the topic is that they ask me about. But I'm like, I can't bother telling, like, trying to get on it. I tried getting on a soapbox, especially with, with this COVID stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, this is all nonsense. Please don't buy into it. Like, people aren't dropping in the streets. But, like, there's video from China, and that's where it started. I'm like, that's still bullshit. Do you really think there was a camera crew waiting there for that person to pass out? And then all of a sudden, all this medical crew is ready to swoop in, and the, the, the video is way better than any security camera you've ever seen? I'm like, you can't, you can't just buy into this. You can't just listen. Like, everything, it's a ploy to, to, to scare you. And that's what it's become. And now I, the whole the 9-11 thing, the, the, the almost like uh, satanic ritualistic sacrifice of so many human lives in order to scare the rest of the country and the world into compliance but like oh my god what do we do whatever you got to do to protect us dear government please you know monitor our emails monitor our phone calls monitor our this monitor our that we can't let another 9-11 happen it's like wow whoa wait a minute go on here you don't need to monitor my emails to, to keep this from happening but people do it and the email's free Email, I think there's no paid email service anymore, which makes you the paid, the, 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 oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, you're their commerce. I, I don't know. I'm right. That's Paul. I, I'm drawing a blank on the right word on this one. Like you're their 
you're the customer, but you're also their profit because they can monitor your data that you're sending and be like, all right, I know what you're saying. I know what you're doing. I know what you're into. Like, it's just, it's bad. That Patriot Act is so bad. What they're doing to these people, to us, to everybody, like, I hate it. Yeah, and we become it, it, so it, dependent. Yeah. When you buy a house now, there's forms in there for the Patriot Act. When you buy a house saying, oh, you're not going to have any uh, weird meetings in your basement, to, you know, to, uh, you know, to plan. You're not going to have terrorists in your home. It's like, what the hell? What? Like, if I was so going real? to, I was. Yeah, there's a there's a I think there was two Patriot Act forms when we bought our house. And it's like, even if well, I wanted to, I'm not going to tell you. I'm still going to sign it and say no. Yeah. It's, it's like, what it, you really expect me to be? Oh, I can't sign that because we're oh, going to plan a bombing. I mean, what am I supposed to, you know? <laughs> wow. That's how dumb the government is. They want you to make, you know, it's like, you know, make a pledge that you're not going to do anything against the country. Yeah. No, I just want a house to live in, dude. Just, yeah. you know. A place to shit, shower, and shave. That's what, that's it. Yeah. Come on, dude. George Carlin said it best. All a house is, all a house is, is a place to keep your stuff. Yeah. There's, sometimes there's too much of it. Yeah. Like, so you God. have to buy another house. Uh, oh God. Spend more money. Keep you yeah. in debt. Keep you in debt. You'll be a debt slave your entire life. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't, I don't like any part of it. And it's, I think everybody tries to blame the, the well, like the, you know, they they blame the the government, they blame the TSA, they blame whoever's in charge, and it's like, well, who's in charge? Like that that's the part that, like, drives me crazy. They they everybody thinks the faces that you see are the ones that are in charge. Like you know, but, but Trump or Biden or in Canada Trudeau. But all these nutcases all say the same thing to try to get you to be compliant to do what it is you're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to do to be the good citizen. You know, wear your mask. It saves that person across the street that might not be as, as healthy as you are. Get your shot because that if your shot saves their lives, uh, come on, just stop. But I just, I, you know, it, it drives me insane because the, all of these these faces say the same crap. But who's think when you got the guy from Canada saying the same thing from the United States that's saying the same thing from the uh, Italy and the UK? Like who's telling these people what to say, or what to do, and how to handle the situation? Because a lot of it seems to come from the same script. Right. I just thought it was weird. That the the whole COVID thing uh, drove me bonkers because it's like it seemed awful convenient. Like it was, you know how they everybody's oh it's a red flag event. It's a, it's a red flag event. It made me think that COVID was like a test run um, to see mm-hmm. how much control they could have. Um, that that there was really before they released COVID, they already had the shot or whatever they needed to get sure you. Sure, they know. did. Because this was a test run. Yep. Because look, now now if you look, everybody's been throwing protests in China wanting their leader to resign because they have some weird thing going now where zero COVID, they shut down, some people died in a fire in a building, 
And now they have they're shut starting to shut China down when people took to the streets to protest. Mm-hmm. And now they said, well, we'll relax. We'll relax them a little bit. But it's like, I don't think I think this was all a test run to see if people would sit down and shut up and behave. And it it didn't it worked for the most part. I mean, at the at the very beginning, with all the deaths that were popping up, the streets were dead. It was a ghost town. And my wife and my son had a they got a printout from their bosses because they said, well, if you get stopped in the streets, you can show them that you work, you know, she works at this place. And I'm like, I thought, you know, I was I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because I had the same thing. Yes. Yeah, like I need a passport to get around town. I mean, if yep. I want to go, but that's how that's what I'm saying. I think it was a total test run where they wanted to see mm-hmm. how much bullshit we would put up with. So later on down the road, they could use it again. Because mm-hmm. it's all like it's all it's control. It's it's how to get us to you know do what you know. And then I think it was a two it was a twofold. Not only was it to keep us you know to do a test. I don't know how familiar you are with this place, uh, the Georgia Guidestones down in Georgia, where one night everybody went to bed. The next day they were someone came in and put them up, and they've got security cameras. It's out in the middle of nowhere. There's actual yeah. security cameras that watch it. But it says on there the ideal population for the planet is five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and I it see. makes me think, you know, who did why? What what's their thoughts? You know, are you trying to be a, a king again, and you want us all to be serfs, and it's easier to control five hundred thousand serfs than five hundred million serfs? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's somebody somebody put that stone out there. It's in other languages. Somebody did. And it's like, oh, but there's nothing going on behind the scenes. Of course there is. Otherwise, what's the point of this? And and it had that weird little hole in it that at night when you would look through it, it would be pointed at the North Star. No matter, you know, now I'm I'm still. I enjoy. I don't I don't the whole flat earth theory the earth is stationary i'm still you know after 40 plus years of you know we're on a ball and we spin around the sun and you know we're hurtling through space yeah i got a whole i got a i got a t-shirt that says right. we're, we're told to be meaningless we're on a, a rock spinning through space um but that the georgia guy stones <clears throat> God damn it. I'm sorry, Paul. <clears throat> um, had a hole in it that would always at night you could look through it and see the North Star. So there was yeah, there was something way more uh sinister with those with those things. There was and I've I have i looked at them, I've looked at the pictures, I've read things about them, and I, I you know, I I don't understand them. And then they were blown up recently. Within the last year, they were blown up. I'm like, wait, what? What, what the hell is going on with this? Is it because they started their this agenda of depopulation with the shots? The or was it? I, I don't know. Like it just kind of. It was like, oh my god, somebody blew up the Georgia Guidestones, and then it disappeared from the news. Right. So I don't know, man. I think I don't. I. I definitely believe there's some kind of depopulation agenda, which makes sense as far as the whole 
fact of being able to trace and keep control of the situation. They're like, oh, well, if we got less people, we can we can herd them around. Uh, but you would think if you had more people, that would be more money that could be made by having more people doing work. So I don't think I don't know. I'm not really sure what the whole agenda is there, and especially because if you're and I, I do believe these jabs that they're given are eventually going to start. I mean, they have started, but it's part of the agenda to where people are just going to start dropping. The ones you're going to have left are going to be the ones that in the system, they're going to be the ones that were like, this COVID stuff is nonsense. Your masks are nonsense. You're, you know, what you're trying to tell us is, a bunch of bullshit so that's where i get confused it's like who you're that we're complying but the ones that are left are going to be the ones that weren't buying your crap anyway so where's that end game go right I just it just it doesn't make sense it, like I don't know it just doesn't make sense to me I don't I don't understand the end game like I can understand I I, I get I, I get the less people because it means easier control but I would think you would want more people because it means you can have more laborers but where where's it go when you start picking people off I I I believe their end game is like it was for you know our ancestors. They want to be, you know, they want to be the fat cats sitting in the castle and why we plant everything and grow everything. They want us to do everything for them and they don't want to have to lift a finger. I, I, I asked what, that's what I believe their end game is just, just right, right, it's, it's, it's power. It's just, they want to, right now they, they don't have their, they don't have control over everybody because there's people who don't agree with this, don't agree with that. That's why I feel that it's different groups, you know, because you got the Bo- you know, like Bohemian Grove, the Bilderbergs, you know, the Illuminati, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I think there's different groups at play here with different end games that, that, you know, they each have their own agenda, but we don't know what that is. We can just speculate on the way things, but I believe they all want less people because it's harder to control, you know, the masses like the whole thing in Russia. Now they got some people actually scared, you know, that we're going to have a nuclear war over Ukraine. It's the fear. First, it's, the, you know, you got to fear them. You got to make them scared. But at the same time, you got to keep them entertained. So let's put on some of the great shows during the halftime game. You know, we got to give them all these good movies and TV shows. So they're zombies. How many people do you see during the day like this walking across crosswalks? You know, oh. it's standing waiting for the. It's no one's paying attention anymore. It's all no. on here, yeah. and there's so much on here to keep you away from the news. You know, so you got your group of people who don't pay attention to the news. Then you got your diehards who believe everything the news tells them. You know, and it's like I just, it's just, I don't know. They're just they're messing with our minds so bad, and in so many different ways. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, I I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's we're way, way more. And I, uh, um, I said this is going to be my uh, I'm going to be uh, 
disputing myself, not disputing. I, um, I had to recant on something I said on Jack and Audio one time where I, I, I said something, and it, this wasn't uh, supposed to be a, a mean thing. But I used to really think, like, okay, well, we're all just here. We're we're basically ants doing our thing. We, you know, we're born here. We do our job. We do, you know, make our money. We provide for our family, and then we die, and we move on, and whatever happens in the afterlife. And I, I didn't know what it was at that point. Uh, and that's it. And I'm like, we're not special. And I, I even like, I even went so far, and I. I feel bad like it's like somebody's going to take this the wrong way. I'm like, my kids aren't special. I'm like, my kids are special to me, but I'm like, we're all just human beings here doing whatever it is that we do as human beings on this planet. But I, that was six or seven years ago. Now I'm like, you know what? Dude, we're way more special than we're led to believe. And I, that's the part that drives me nuts. Like, I really don't think if there's a God or an architect or somebody that's made this planet, made this world, made whatever it is that we are, we're definitely supposed to be doing something way more than what we do. You know, I, I don't talk about my job other than to say I work outside, I work in construction, so I'm not going to ask you what you do, but you know, as, as far as the way society works as it is, <clears throat> I'm doing all right for myself. And I do what I got to do to pay for my house and the cars and the food, you know, and whatever it is that my kids need for clothing, food, etc. But at the same time, I'm like, why am I leaving my house every day for a minimum of eight hours to work? And kill myself, and you know, like I said, I'm in construction. I'm hurting my body. Like, dude, I've been hobbling around for like a month. My hip has been killing me lately. So I could be away from my house. I could be away from my kids. I be away from my wife to pay for a house that I'm really not in that much, except to sleep, to drive a car that I love. But it's back and forth, for the most part, back and forth to work. Like, what's the point? Why? Like, how did we get here? I feel like there should be something way more going on. You get one chance to do this human experience. And we're like, oh, we're going to work. We're going to work. And I, I've been working since I was 15, 16, right before my 16th birthday. And I'm like, my God, I've been working for 30 plus years and I'm only 48. I'm like, my God, what's the point of this? Why am I doing this? It's, I, I don't know. Like, it, it just makes me feel like we're doing it all wrong. And it's this power structure that's been like, oh, you're going to do this and you're going to work for us. And people say the... Uh, I don't want to get in trouble for using the slave word, especially in the United States, but like that's what we've become. Like we're we're debt slave. You won't get in trouble. Not with you. <laughs> somebody somebody else might be like, yo, white boy, 
How dare you call yourself a slave? But it's true. Like we're we're slave to our things. It's like I I gotta work all these hours. I gotta work forty plus hours to pay for my house. I gotta work forty plus hours to pay for my car. I gotta pay you know this or that or oh my god I don't have enough money right now. Let me put this on a credit card. I oh yeah I gotta pay that off. But like I pay thirty dollars, but it's seventeen percent interest. Like who are these people that are in charge that are doing this to us? Like it doesn't make any sense. Why can't we think there's there should be a somewhere some along the line somebody was like, This is a great system. We're just gonna if you work, we'll pay you and do this. But it doesn't it doesn't jive with me. It it jived for a while. Like I was all on board. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm going to get the good job, and I'm going to make the good money, and I'm going to do this. And if I have to work fifty hours, oh, they're going to pay me time and a half. Yay! Like now, it just doesn't make any none. None of it makes any sense to me. And that's kind of where I'm at in the world. I'm like, why? 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 Why are we doing it this way? Why am I not home with my wife and with my children? And learning however it is that we're supposed to learn and, you know, being out in our yard, growing our own food, taking care of our own stuff, maybe even working with the neighbors, taking everybody just taking care of each other. And look, okay, you have a cow. Oh, this is great. Okay. Well, I'm growing corn and this or that. So let's, we're going to trade. I don't know. I just feel like. I don't know, maybe Little House on the Prairie world was the Back better to way the to go. System. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just it feels like that. That at least seems more natural to me. What we're doing right now doesn't seem natural to me. I shouldn't be like dragging my ass out of bed, getting dressed to go do something. I don't. I don't mind doing. I, I think I'm lucky enough to at least like semi enjoy my job. But really, I would rather, I'd rather not. Like, I'm talking to you next. I think I did this on another podcast, but like, I'm talking to you right next to my computer screen. I have my guitar. And I'm not a good guitar player at all in any way. I didn't buy a guitar or take my first guitar lesson until I was 26. And by then, I was, you know, shortly away from having kids and. To having to, to work my ass off making money to take care of the kids and all their extracurricular activities and what they were doing but you know what I would rather be home be like alright well you know what I have some plants growing out back I'm going to take the time to fiddle away at this and learn how to do this other than learning how to build what it is that I build with my job I think how did this happen how did this become the world that we live in? It's like owning a house. I mean, once you, I don't know how things are for you up there in Pennsylvania, but like here, I mean, you buy a house and everything's escrow, this, that, so you never miss your tax payments or nothing. But then once you finally pay off the house, you're like, okay, I own it now. But the one time, you know, you miss a little, you know, oh, I don't have, they'll put a lien on your house. It's like, okay, well, now I don't own it anymore until I pay off this back taxes. But like here, we have this part of the yard. Uh, what's it called? Ah, the, the the easement, or there where the, mm-hmm. the 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 where 
we have sidewalk and then there's more yard. Well, here right. in Wisconsin, that doesn't belong to us. That part of the property, the city owns it. But I'm the one that has to cut the grass. I'm the one that has to fix this or fix that because, well, it's not yours, but you're responsible for it. Why? Yeah. It's just we, we, we belong to a society where, you know, they put everything on you. Like you, you work your heart, you work your ass off. Every paycheck you get, you pay your taxes, you buy your stuff, this, that, and the other. And then you leave a bunch of stuff to your kids and then they want to tax that. It's like, why do you want to tax money? Yeah. Why do you want to tax things that have already been taxed? Mm. You know, if I leave, you know, 200 grand to my kid and they, they want to tax it. Why? I already paid the taxes on that when I was alive. Why are you taking why you double dipping here, buddy? Dude, so, I mean, you, yeah, you, got, you got the death tax. I uh, uh, I, I have a buddy of mine who's he had in it. Well, he was still in his 30s. Both of his parents were still in their 50s and they both passed away. They both passed away suddenly. And we were talking just re- like this was a few years ago. And uh, we we're just talking recently, and he, and he mentioned they it's called the death tax. And his parents they they were uh, they they own their own business, busted their ass, and I I knew what this business was before I met this guy. Um, so they they made their money, they paid their taxes, sold the business, had pay their taxes on the sale of the business. Have their wills written up so their you know, the two kids get their money, and then they both die suddenly, and they get money, but they have to pay a te- death tax. It's like, wait, whoa, what? What is going on here? It it just it's amazing. I I, I hate a lot of my you know, a lot of my things. I'd like to go back to stand up comedy, but Chris Rock said he's like, you don't pay taxes. They they take taxes every week on your paycheck. You don't pay taxes. You get check jacked every week. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. And then they give you your taxed money that you get to spend. And if it's not on food or clothing, you're getting taxed. And it's just it's out of hand. And even taxes weren't supposed to be a thing. It, I forget now. Uh, like people didn't pay taxes the way we do right now until World War One. It was either World War One or World Two. I'm going to screw this up. So it was one of them. But taxes were only supposed to be implemented during a time of war, and then whatever the at, at one point they were just like, oh well, people are paying and they're not complaining, so we're just going to keep taking them. Like wait, wait a minute. <laughs> How does that happen? Get the hell out of here. And you got to imagine, um, from what I hear, you know, we have, you know, we have police departments and this, that, and the other, but uh, the IRS is, uh, has a, a better uh, arsenal than some local police departments do. Yeah, you know? well, that's a new thing now. Those people are coming out armed. And the, f- the funny thing is that people think those, the IRS department, they're, they're like government employees, they're not like the whole thing is the the, the whole uh, and I don't know all the details on it. I've I read something briefly recently on it. The the whole U.S. monetary system is basically a bunch of 
BS and it's not controlled by the United States. It's a whole separate company that handles it. And it like, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is a private. It they have the government has no at one time they did get rid of the Federal Reserve. I don't know if it was Thomas Jefferson. One of them got rid of it for a little while, but then mm-hmm. it came back. Um, there was a meeting that took place in Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia where JP Morgan, all these guys got together because mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know, the, the, the whole monetary system. There's this documentary I watched called uh, Zeitgeist and he, his documentary goes into all of that stuff. He starts, mm-hmm. you know, he starts off the documentary comparing all the religions and how they all have miracle births and they've all had the great flood and they've all mm-hmm. had this, but they're all did. And then he brings it into the modern day, or, you know, and then he takes it off until, you know, how the monetary system was created and why it was created. And, you know, interest is, you know, interest is what, key, you know, no one, want, you know, you get a loan from somebody, you know, you know, your buddy, hey, can I borrow $10? Oh, yeah, here you go, $10. And then, you know, a week later, you're like, oh, here's that $10 over you. Has your right. friend ever been like, well, actually, you owe me more than that because of interest? <laughs> I mean, you'd be like, well, I'm not borrowing money from you no more. But it's like, Interest, it's like interest, interest is what will kill you these days, like you were yeah. saying. And during COVID, they lowered the interest rates really, really low. Now it, they're back to being high. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, I I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought the whole COVID thing is just a big giant test. Because how could we, how, how could, now it's back to 6% interest, 5, 6% interest on a home. But during COVID, it was down to like 2.7 or something. And it's like. Why were you giving mm. loans to people who probably weren't working? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. no one was home. You know, people, you know, landlords couldn't wait for all that stuff to be over because they had piles and piles of evictions ready to go. Mm. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. I think it was just a big test that they screwed it up because you can't get the government to do anything right. And their their overlords were like, yeah, you guys, you guys could fuck up anything. You know, so it's <laughs> like, you know, but they, didn't, they- you know. Or are they doing it on purpose to bury right. people to make to, to uh, so that's that like see that's where I get into the like the shady areas. It's like oh we we've, we've buried you in debt, but if you know if you get your shot and you're compliant and you do this or that, we can erase this for you. We'll make sure that you have. The, the roof over your head and we'll make sure you're compli- you know you have food on your table as long as you're compliant to us right because like, I listened to a podcast probably about a year ago a guy that like he was in the real estate business and he he had gotten out of it he's like you know at, at the time of the boom which was what 2004 ish uh where like housing prices were through the roof he's like He's like, I was trying to sell houses, and like they would approve anybody for a loan. You'd have a guy that was making twelve dollars an hour; they would approve him for a four hundred thousand dollar house. Like, there's no way, and they knew that it's like signing him to this mortgage that it would end up being where well, we're just going to be able to repo that, and then we'll be able to take other physical assets that this person owns because they're not going to afford it. I don't like right. how like that's so shady. And and here's here's one of the things that shows you what's wrong with society today. And I don't like to like judge people individually, so I just say society. 
to, because of COVID, there was a chip shortage. You know, there was a chip shortage. We didn't, we seemed to still be able to get phones and television sets, but everything else that needed chips, like PlayStations and that, oh, you can't get those. Yeah. But um, they were set, car. cars, yeah, cars were sitting out there with chips missing and they were just sitting and sitting and sitting. Well, with, you know, for legal reasons, if you can't sell a 2021, a 2021 car until 2023 because of the chips, now you can't sell it. So you've actually lost money because now you're selling a car that's two years old. How about we sell the cars to people and we'll tell them we'll get the chip in there later and whatever features that chip covered, you just won't have it till we get the chip. My grandfather wouldn't leave the car lot back in the day if it didn't have fucking floor mats. But now people will go buy a car. Okay, well, we'll wait on the chip. No problem. Like, it's because people are so compliant now. Oh, well, I'll just, you know, that's okay. Get, you can get me the chip later. That That's fine. That's the problem. And then, you know, and people are buying stuff that's broken. Like, oh, you know, such and such is, you know, they're catching on fire, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't buy one. But yet there's still sales are going through the roof. And when you ask somebody, well, why'd you buy it? Well, the odds are it won't, the fire won't happen to me. Plus the warranty's going <laughs> to, you know, oh, the warranty's going to cover it. You know, don't, don't worry. They'll make good on it. It's like, you're going to take a chance with hard earned money because you think they're going to take. That's what I, you know, and like, you know, like I know the whole school loan thing has bothered people here recently, but take, for example, you know, whether you're for it or against it, take, for example, someone who went to college, uh, falls off a building or something, breaks his back, gets on disability. Okay. I can't afford my student loan. Okay. We're going to forgive it because you obviously, you can't work. I mean, it's legit. You just can't work. So we're going to forgive you a loan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, my, your home state. Well, not so fast. Uh, you got to pay taxes on that money now because that was income. What? I never got the money. They gave it to the school. Yeah, but you still got to pay taxes. It's still considered income. But, you know, now, you, you know, but it's like, that's what I'm saying. We, you know, because that's going to expire soon. So people who get disability, you know, their their student loan forgiveness can be taxed. Well, you just forgave my loan because I can't afford it. Now you're going to tax me? Yeah. I can't afford it. It's, it's crazy. It, it's the, the biggest way to control us is financially financially uh -huh. and and now they're starting to tweak in the other stuff like uh race uh you know sexuality this that and the other and that's a whole nother ball game and that's separating us like me i'm old school you know i'll ooh, what happened i'm all alone hmm you know what we lost them i don't know what happened um yeah we just lost him i guess we'll uh well we'll uh, wait here he comes he's back now i'm so sorry i don't know what i did there flip us flip us <laughs> i can't be on this side thank you yeah, <laughs> yeah ocd <laughs> but, but i'm 51 years old i don't care who you love you want to love someone who's you know got a beard like you that's cool you know you want to love a woman who's just like you know i don't care but I'm not going to, if you want me to call you something else besides he or she, wear a name tag. I ain't got oh. time to sit here and guess if you're a, a, a they, a them, an us, you know, a cat, a dog. I don't have time to figure out what you are. So if I say, you know, if you look like a sir, I'm going to call you a sir. If you get mad at me, then you can go, you know, jump in the river and get bent because I can't help <laughs> it. Damn, I have the common courtesy. If you're in a dress... And you have a beard or five o'clock shadow, but you're in a dress. 
I'm probably going to say ma'am because that's what you're going for. I can be respectful. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, well, actually, I'm a they, well, then I'm not talking to you no more because I'm not going down that road. No. I'm not going down that road. I can only take so much. I can only take so much. I agree 100% on that one. And especially, I, th- you know, I, I didn't have much patience for it when it, this whole thing started. But I then I saw a video. It was like somebody's like, if you die and your body's buried, I don't care how many pronouns that you want it to be called. A hundred years from now, when they dig you up and they do it, like some kind of test on your body, you're going to be whatever you were born as. You can call right. yourself whatever it is you want to call. And I, I've had discussions. Like I have, I have a handful of gay friends, and I've had discussions. I'm like, look, I'm like, because I, I, they, you know, they were like, oh, well, this person that says this, or this person says that, and they're they want to be called this, they want to be called that, and I'm like, look, I'm like. And they were all, they're the, the gay friends I have are mostly male. I'm like, look, dude, I'm like, I get gay. 100%. I get it. I totally get it. I'm like, you're attracted to your man. You're attracted to another man. You're a woman. You're attracted to another woman. I'm like, I don't get when you're one gender, but you want to be called something else, but then you want to sleep with this other gender. They, I I know somebody who has a I I hate even even saying it like this has a biological daughter who has who's gay so it's two females but they call each other boyfriend it's my boyfriend I'm like rah, rah. they both call each other boyfriend I'm like I do, they don't get it. Like, what are you doing? You're just gay. Just, just be gay. You're a female. You're gay, and that's it. And then maybe that's close-minded. Maybe I'm the I'm the boomer, as they like to say now towards old people. But like, I get I get gay. I get that. I don't right. get everything else. Anything right. else is weird. Um. The, the body mutilation and that might be considered harsh term by some people you know it's people that want to get things chopped off or inverted or however you want to describe it like that i don't understand like no, you're here this is what you were given there's some kind of destiny for what you were supposed to be however you want to use it use it but as far as taking things off or putting things on I don't get it. And I'm not even going to go so far as you want to be a straight couple and a male and female. Like, I don't get getting implants wherever you want your implants, whether you're a man or a woman. Like, you were given what you were given. Work with what you got. Right. Like, do do right. the best you can. I, I, you know. It's like <laughs> growing up, my generation, when, 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 when someone my age back in the day came out of the closet, they had to go live with the grandmother because dad didn't want them in the house. So I don't want that. You know, I don't want a dirty faggot in my house. Get the hell out of here. So I grew up seeing that. So I, I may be old school on certain things, but when it comes to that, I'm, how could you, if, if my grandson looked up at me and was like, you know, I, you know, grandpa, I'm gay. How in the hell am I supposed to, you know, how, how would you hate your own blood because yeah. of something like that? I, I don't, I don't get that. See, that's like I said, you know, I, I support, I'm okay with, you know, 
I'm okay with uh, homosexual people. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay with transgender people. I just can't get into this pronoun thing. It's it's too much to. It's too much. It's too much. I just I just can't do it. It's too complicated. And then you're and then you're a hate you're you know and then you're hated. You know. Oh, yeah. you know it's like if you don't understand something, well, I don't get it. Oh, you just you're you're just a hater. No, I didn't say that. I said I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. But people want to put words in your mouth these days. If you don't get something, it must be a sign that you hate it. Like, you know, I don't get Michael J, but I don't hate the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he is confusing a lot. Yes. Yes. Try to keep up with that. With with they, with they, them, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, my God, dude. I'm so sorry. I thought I was better at this point. Looks like you need a vaccination. (laughs) Sure. I'm all in. Dude, I actually I actually had somebody who and they weren't even breaking my stones. I had somebody who knows how I feel about all this stuff. They're like, did you take a COVID test? I'm like, I looked at them. I'm like, how long have you known me? Well, no, but maybe you should. I'm like, ah. Like you're out of your damn mind. Like you are out of your damn mind. I'm like, I can't believe you just seriously asked me that question. Like I've made it this long, regardless of what's happened at my job or my wellness. I was sick once over the last three years until this, this, this would be second. I'm like, I'm not taking tests. I'm like, but George, it's, it's real easy. You don't have to like, no, no, I'm not taking tests. I'm not following any of your, bullshit <laughs> like i dude i from day one that you have no idea well you probably do have an idea if you've listened to my deck for the last year you know how adamant i am about this i don't buy any of it i i just I, oh, yeah no wouldn't See, I, I, I i've been able to refuse the test and haven't had to take dude my job so when, when the world got weird initially I had somebody from human resources call me. They're like, uh, you have to stay home from work for the next. You were working with somebody that tested positive for COVID. I'm like, well, wait, why? Why do I have to stay home? I'm like, I didn't test positive for COVID. <laughs> well, you were you were within the close proximity of they said they were within six feet of you. I'm like, I don't want to stay home. I'm like, I'm, I, I'm perfectly healthy. I'm like, I have, I, I don't have, I'm not coughing. I'm not sneezing. I'm like, I got nothing. I'm like, I'm, I'm coming to work on Monday. They're like, you have to stay home. I'm like, am I getting paid? Yeah. I'm like, for the whole two weeks, you're telling me I have to stay home. Yeah. All right. I'll see you in two weeks. I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you're going to pay me, uh, I'll stay home. Sure. And I called my boss. It was the funniest thing. I called my boss. I'm like, yeah, am I supposed to? I'm like, I got the phone call on a Friday. I'm like, am I supposed to come back to work on Friday? Or do I stay out that Friday and then just come back to work on Monday? He's like, uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm like, just tell me what I'm getting paid for, dude. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like, I'll come back right now. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I feel fine. I'm like, I'm at Home Depot right now. I'm getting the projects done around the house. He said, don't tell me that. I'm not supposed <laughs> to know that. I, I, I'm i not sick. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's just weird how, you know, you have to tell everybody your, you had to tell everybody your COVID status and if you tested positive or whatnot. But then, you know, 
a year, you know, but then there's HIPAA. Like, well, what's the point in HIPAA if I got to tell you I got COVID? I thought my uh, health was private. Why do I yep. got to tell you anything? Dude, I that's fought what, the, you know. I fought that with my with the company I work for when they started that. They're like, well, we're going to make the shot mandatory. I'm like, HIPAA, Nuremberg. I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, I'm not getting the shot. I told a guy... And he tech technically this dude owes me a hundred dollars. He's like, What are you gonna do if they make you get it? I'm like, I'm gonna retire. I'm out. I'm like, I'll find another job someplace else. Well, someplace else is gonna make you. I'm like, I'm not doing it, dude. I'm like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, I'm not taking their experimental jab. And I've I went on and on. And the company never made us get it. They at the like the deadline. They were like, oh, we, we're not, no, we're, uh, it's all off. We're not forcing you. I'm like, shit. So I went to the guy. I'm like, you owe me a hundred bucks, dude. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get the shot. Well, they didn't force you. I'm like, ah, you suck. They were right there. They knew they couldn't legally do it. It's like where my wife works. They, I was looking at when she, she just recently got hired on the, at this new place and I was going through their pamphlet and stuff. And I was like, there was stuff on there where you had to bring for your interview and your application and all that. You had to show them your proof of uh, immunization. I said, do they still do that? She goes, no. I said, it must have been one of those situations where your HR was like, you know, the higher ups like, why are we having an employee shortage? Because we have to ask them for their shot and some of them don't want to get it. So we can't hire them. Ah, quit doing that. Quit doing that. You're hurting my wallet. You know, when it came down to money, they all dropped it. A lot of places don't, you know, the place where I work, they don't, they don't uh, require it, but they do, like they do prefer sometimes uh, you wear the mask because uh, we we transport people who uh, go in for like chemo and go in for dialysis and they're, you know, they're, uh, they're immune compromised. So they like for people to wear a mask. And it's like, that's cool. Cause whether you believe in COVID or whether you believe in this or that, you know, there are germs and stuff you can give these people that would take them out in a heartbeat. Cause you mm. know, you know, cancer, you know, so yeah, I, I mean, out of respect, I mean, it's not even a COVID thing. I'll put on a mask. Cause I got grandkids, you know, I don't know what germs are floating around my house and I don't want to, be, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that, you know, I killed somebody because, you know, mm. they got something and, you know, they were getting chemotherapy and, you know, their immune system was weak and they died because my grand, you know, kid can't keep his fingers out of his nose. So I didn't want to, you know, so yeah, it's, I don't have a problem wearing a mask, you know, oh. I don't have a, when someone asks me to do something and they can back it up with something that makes sense i can get on board and agree okay but if you're gonna tell me to do it no i you can't don't tell me what to do that's the best number mistake number one i get Ask, that don't tell i'm yeah. with you all right i'm with you i'm with you on that one i guess i can get on board with that one the whole mass thing drove me nuts though um so I'm I'm like, glass wears. i was i was glasses all the time what, what mrs pell hey I was just going to say, you know who can kill somebody and still sleep at night? Dave Grohl. <laughs> He's killed two people, according to you, Joey. He's killed two people. Yep. Because his drummer's gone. <laughs> and look at those big shows, star-studded shows they had. One in London and one in L.A. for Stephen Hawking. 
or not Steven, yeah. not Steven. <laughs> yeah, wrong, wrong guy, but you, Taylor Hawkins. <laughs> Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, you, I mean, look, they had those big shows, all these celebrities came out, uh, yeah. Rush got, you know, got together to perform because of it, all because, you know, Dave Grohl killed him. Yeah, um, doing songs that had nothing to do with Taylor Hawkins. Uh, there was a reunite that uh, them crooked vultures, which was Dave Grohl, uh, John, not John Bottom, but uh, the bass player from Led Zeppelin and Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. They got back together, played a couple songs, none of which were related to Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, it makes sense. They were still at Dave Grohl Fest. Mike loves him because he did a horror movie. He's like, oh yeah, you Dave Grohl Studio Six Six Six. I haven't even I haven't even seen it yet, but but I'm like never I was gonna see know, it. like, well well the way that it is like like Dave Grohl, you know, by killing Taylor Hawkins actually taught him, you know, how to fly. So Taylor Hawkins uh, learned to fly because because Grohl killed. That was bad. That was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was so bad. Michael J. I mean, do better, Michael J. I'm still not 110% on board with your thought there, but <laughs> it 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 fits. It it makes sense, but I'm still on the whole Okay, with with, with Taylor For Hawkins, t- Taylor maybe, or he, Kurt. maybe he did do it. Maybe he did. With Kurt, to me it's still uh it's still uh uh, uh Courtney Love. I mean, Francis Bean don't even care for mom. So I mean, that tells you something. I just I think she was jealous of his stardom and he hated the stardom and I think she got mad and I thought she killed I felt she killed him because all of a sudden whole albums were selling and she was over on everything because oh her husband died you know commit suicide poor Courtney Love let's give her oh I think she I don't think she pulled the trigger I don't think oh no I don't but I think she knows who did and I think it was a setup because she wanted to be if he hey, if he's gonna hate being famous, I won't. So fuck him, and I can go and be famous, and he can just die. That's I. I that's I think she did it. I th- I totally think she did it. I used to agree with that, but if you find if if you find if you want to go into the whole Illuminati mm. thing, find out who has the most success off of somebody's death, and they're the ones. You could trace it to them. Now, Courtney Love, she had a brief, very brief uh, moment of success. That whole album lived through this after Cobain died. Huge. The next album, Celebrity Skin, huge. She did that movie with... The People versus Larry Flint. Yes. Thank you. Nothing. Nothing after that. Well, she wasn't man. She wasn't man on the moon with uh, with uh, Jim Carrey for the yeah. uh, the the that Kaufman the 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 life story of no. uh, she was in that yeah yeah she was the girlfriend oh she man was in the moon. I'm sorry girlfriend. yeah yes, yes I'm sorry I'm picturing when you said man in the moon I for some reason Truman Show was in my head oh no no, 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 right, the, yeah, yeah, no yeah 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 I got she you played, she yep. played yeah yeah yes. okay and then uh, after that she just but. So that was over by what ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah. yeah, it was short lived. Who's still going because strong? She, Who's still going strong? Okay, I see what you're saying. And then, I, 
And then I honest, in my opinion, I think the Foo Fighters are floundering. People weren't talking about the Foo Fighters like they used to. They are now. Exactly. You better Here's hope Mike Patton shit. never does Fox anything hurt. with him. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hits me with a boom. I think that's. I. Uh... I, 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 it, it it makes sense. Like like I said, that I I'm not disputing it at all when it comes to Taylor Hawkins because, like I said, he got these great shindig shows with all these celebrities who haven't done. Like you said, Led Zeppelin's basis, which is uh, John Paul Jones. By Thank way. you. I could. They got back. They got they got back to you know they got all these people because Rush said they would never do anything ever, uh-huh. but they came back for this. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he did a magnificent thing. You know, but that's so I I kind of I'm like okay maybe he did have something to do with this, but but with the Courtney Love one I'm fifty fifty. I used to be a hundred percent her, but I'm fifty fifty. I I still there's still hope for me. I guess I could you know. I listen. I was a hundred percent Courtney Love. Dave Grohl was never on my radar on this one, but Courtney Love I I totally believe the hundred percent. The the story was and I I I. For, but he wanted a divorce. If he gets the divorce, Courtney Love only gets fifty percent of the Nirvana money. If he's dead, she gets a hundred percent of the Nirvana money. Makes perfect sense. See you later, Kurt. You're done. Goodbye. There's, you know, the whole thing with the Twenty Seven Club. Him, Morrison, Hendrix, Winehouse, uh, Joplin. It's all dead at twenty seven, so there's still like that whole thing with there. Like, all right, let's let's get him off. <laughs> I'm sorry for those of you that are going to be listening on the audio. Normal Cody just posted in the the chat. Mike Patton killed <laughs> and it was um, epic. Oh, Kurt Cobain, yep. Or Coco Bain, sorry. He he wanted it. He wants it all, but he can't have it. Man. I'm getting tired. I'm a little drunk. I'm going to have to wrap this up shortly. Um, the whole thing with the, the, the suicide note, it was 75% of it was in one handwriting, which sounded like a, a retirement letter. The last quarter of it that turned it into a suicide note was in totally different handwriting. Uh, the top two handwriting analysis uh, analysts in the United States said that I don't care how high or drunk or whatever somebody was, the handwriting for the first three quarters was not the same as the the part that makes it a suicide note. So it was definitely... He definitely did not kill himself. Kurt Cobain did not kill himself. But as far as the motive, that could definitely be you know, left left for some questioning. For years, like I said, I, I thought it was Courtney Love because it made the most sense. But you have to look at the success. Who's had the most success off his death? And it was Dave Grohl. Um, I've, I've told this, I don't know if I've said this on the show. I know I've talked to Michael J or texted with Michael J about it. There was, and I, there was a tinfoil hat, Sam Tripoli's podcast 
where they talked about Illuminati type stuff and the ritualistic sacrifice that people will do to gain success. And I was, I was working at the time. I, I had like a, a small side gig. All I had, it was a, a, a packing facility. Like I just have to fill boxes with whatever people ordered um, for this small business near my house. Um, just to earn a, a couple extra bucks for Christmas. So I was binging, listening to podcasts at the time. And I'm like, I got to remember to go back to this. And I never went back to it. So I don't remember which episode it was, but on tinfoil hat, they were talking about how people are killed, murdered for somebody else's, uh, celebrity fame stardom success with you know however you want to label it and then when they were talking about it there were different things <clears throat> there were different things that were said referencing this stuff in in regards to the illuminati that triggered my thoughts towards the I'm going to forget the Foo Fighters album I want to say it was the one from 2010 or 11, and I'm forgetting the name. So if you bear with me one second, I'm looking it up. But there was certain things that were said during this podcast that I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I've heard these things. It's not, where is it at? Two thousand eleven, the Wasting Light album. Um, there were certain things that were talked about and referenced. And like, I've heard these terms in Foo Fighter songs, and I'm like, I have to go back and listen to this. I have to to pay attention to this, and I never got back to it in time. So there's been there's been times because Michael J thinks I'm out of my mind. And I'm like, I have to go back and listen. And I like picked certain episodes because I Tim Foyle's up to like 500 episodes, and I know it was at least before the 200th episode, which still leaves a shitload of episodes to try to right. catch up on. So I'm like, oh my god, I've listened to like some shows at like 1.5 speed just to try to blow through it and be like, wait, was this the one I was listening to? Wait, was this the one I was listening to? And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it, but I will. T- I I don't know. I, one of these days, I will find it. One of these days, I will have the free time to listen and find what these things are. But they talked about with the Illuminati that reminded me of the Wasted Light album, and I'm like, oh my god! Like it was just like a light went off in my head. I'm like, it wasn't Courtney Love. It was 100% Dave Grohl. And again, if he's had the most financial success off of his death, not Courtney, Foo Fighters have been the biggest rock band for the last 25 years. And I'll be the one I'll, I'll tell you right now. Like I was a huge Foo Fighters fan up until roughly 2011 and not anything to do with this stuff, but I just thought they started the, the, the song started waiting the 2000, 
14, the Sonic Highways. And that was when they had the documentary. It was like different episodes. It was at HBO. It was yeah. probably probably the last full album I listened to. I thought that album uh, was part of the decline. That was part exactly. no one wanted them to go around to these classic studios and record these songs that no one liked. They didn't get any airplay. I think Sonic Highway is when they're like, okay, they're he's getting too weird for us. So I, yeah. that's what I think was the start of their decline. I agree. So what what better way to get the public's attention than having the guy that was his best friend, the guy whenever they did interviews for Foo Fighters, it was always Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins just oh, he's dead now. Oh, he he must have had a relapse. Guy didn't have a relapse. The same way Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain would talk about how much he loved his daughter and how much his life meant to him for his daughter, and then he shoots himself in the skull. Get out of here. Taylor Hawkins would talk about his family the same way. Oh, God, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing heroin again. Uh, like he was clean for years, and like oh, I was a drug overdose. Oh, oh whoops, whoopsie. I'm not buying it, dude. I just, I can't, I can't buy it. Dave Grohl put a biography. He did a book. He did a biography. Like no one bought it. I know one person that bought it. Of all the, all a ton of my friends are Foo Fighter fans. They're like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm over Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's like he's just too much. There's, it's it's overkill on Dave Grohl. Like I mean, out. One guy bought that book that I know of. Um. And I don't even think it sold that well. Like I don't, I never saw anything or heard anything about that 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 biography selling. Like, no one gives a shit. And I think, and I'm not positive. I I haven't checked it out because I didn't hear this until recently. But supposedly his mother died around the same time, and it was like, oh my god, poor Dave Grohl. He loses his best friend and his mom at the same time. It's like, ah, really. Yeah, because Dave Grohl did it. There was a documentary series of documentaries on Paramount Plus where it was musicians and their mothers. And Dave uh, Grohl and his mother did an episode of that. Uh, and yeah. I was always like, eh. look, I love music to death, but I don't need to know about you and your mom's relationship. Just sing to me, damn it. I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like a lot of people were like, oh, I can't believe so and so said that. I'm never watching his movies again. Why? If the movie entertains you, it doesn't stop. And what do you sit there and stare at him and be like, I know what he said. I know what he said. I know I can't watch. I don't care what you say. You could you could tell me the worst thing in the world. But if I, if I like the movie, I like the movie. Maybe I won't watch anything new you do, but I'm not going to throw away my movie collection because, you know, you spit on a nun or something. You know, it's not like, you know. You yeah, know. No, I agree with you. Say go and go into the, my my beef and Michael J's beef with Kevin Smith. I will continue to watch what happened prior to reboot. But anything after like of Clerks three, I'm like, ugh, this guy. Screw this guy. <laughs> but I've loved Clerks, Clerks two, Ball Rats, Chasing Amy for so long. I'm I'm still gonna love those movies. I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm not gonna anything from yeah. from. From this point on, I'm like, ah, I'm over. I'm done. I'm out. 
But I mean, I still I still own K Pack on my shelf back there, you know. Uh, <laughs> and you know, he got a little touchy feely with some people. Okay, fine, put him in jail, but <laughs> the movie's still good. So you know, I'm not gonna. Uh, li- uh, okay, I you know a little. It's probably a little bit more than a little, but you know, <laughs> what, what a, you know, I don't care. You know, it's it's a you know, it's like I tell people, if you really care about what other people do. You 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 might not go to the grocery store no more because you don't want to know what your cashier's doing. You might not go to the bank no more because you don't want to know what your teller's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you gonna pull get pulled over? You know, oh, I, I'm not I'm not taking that ticket. I'm not pulling over for you because you're this type. We can't. If someone is an entertainer and they entertain me, I don't. It's just me though. I mean, we're all different, mm-hmm. but I just feel you know like Jodie Foster. I think Jodie Foster is the biggest piece of shit on the planet, but. I like I like Taxi Driver. I uh, like her movies. She's a great actress, but as a person, I put her up there with Rosie O'Donnell. Don't give a shit. <laughs> but you know, I still like to throw in. You know, there's no crying in baseball. I'll I'll still watch that movie because, mm-hmm. but it's got Rosie in it. But it's just, I'm not going to throw away my whole life because someone's a dumbass. I mean, it's, it's just you know, I see a glory hole. It's got I mean, the, that kid toucher Tom Hanks in it too. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I'm not going to throw, you know, I mean, I'm not a perfect person. I mean, so, you know, I can't, you know, like, you know, with me with conspiracy theories, if if you're like, oh, this guy's too far out there for me, I don't want anything to do with him. Fine, then I'll just move along and find someone else to be friends with. I just, it's just, you know, I just, you know, I just, I'm not a big, you know, I, I don't like the. this. I don't like the. I'm not a, I'm not big into the, the cancel culture and all the wokeness going on. You know, I'm just, I'm just not, it's, you know, I just, you know, I don't care, you know, when it comes to politics, they're, they're both evil, corrupt. It doesn't matter whether, you know, Mm. I don't like Biden. I don't like Pelosi. I didn't like Trump. I don't like, you know, I didn't like Newt Gingrich. It's like, I don't care, you know. Nice. Thank God, dude. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Because the second I say I don't like Joe Biden, like, oh, you must be a Trumper. I'm like, no, they're all shady shit. And I don't like any of them. They're all scumbags. I don't care what side you left or right. And I think the puppet on the left has my ideals. I think the puppet on the right has my. It's the same person holding this one puppet. I, I just totally screwed that up. I'm it's sorry. The old dude. Saying. I'm looking it's at the okay. clock. I'm like, oh my god, it's after eleven. I'm so spouting at the mouth right now. But it's, it's, it's the same. It's, it's one thing. Two sides of the same coin. Right. Exactly. And thank you. I totally screwed that up. Life Um, is like a river. Life is like a river. And I get in my canoe and I do my thing. And if you don't want to follow me down this river, then you can go find your own river. But I just, I I like what I like. I enjoy what I enjoy. And I try to stay out of people's business. And, you know, it's, you know, whatever you do is none of my business. It's like, like you said earlier, you know, it's like, well, you know, I I do this for a living. Well, this is none of my business what you do for a living. So it's like, you know, it's like people, oh, you know, what do you, you know? It's like, dude, just look. If we keep fighting with each other, we're going to lose. No matter what side you're on, you're going to lose because yeah. that's the whole point. Get us to all hate each other. And I'm not going to hate anybody. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Michael J, maybe, but nobody else. No. <laughs> you don't want to make Poe jealous because, you know, Michael J wants to be his lover. Yeah, I don't get what it is with Poe, man. He, all these people like him. He's got a, you know, a very good looking wife. I don't know. 
I don't know. He must have been in some voodoo when he was a kid to give maybe. himself some good mojo or something. Because I don't know, man. Maybe he's got it made. Maybe he's an Illuminati. Everybody wants to get in, get in there, dig in. You know, maybe he is. I have to go back to that. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of those old uh, Bohemian Grove videos and see if I see Poco. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. Dude. I, I gotta wrap I, it up. It's like an hour past my bedtime. I have. I did want to say a couple things. One, yeah, now it. I will make a mental note. If I ever do, don't do any. If I want Joey T to listen to my show, don't do any Foo Fighters albums. I'm, <laughs> I make that a mental note. For two, I've been dying. I I bought. I bought. Not. I bought Judgment Night. You saw. I, I bought it. I haven't yeah. watched it yet because I'm waiting till it gets closer. I still want to do that with you. Do Dude, the movie I've, and the soundtrack. Do yes. them both, not just not just one or the other. Both. I would, I mean, I'm sitting here right now, hearing that do 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 do. You played yourself <laughs> all at the beginning. You know, oh, yo, kid, Dude. what's up? You know, and he's such you know, a great it, song. They're showing this. They're show. I love. There's. I. I. I remember this clear as a bell. It says Chicago, Illinois. But if you watch them when they zoom in, there's a palm tree behind one of the houses. So the yes. editing was very poor. <laughs> it wasn't but, good. Great, but it's a great movie. But I, I've like so maybe in February or something we could figure something out so I can watch the movie. But we should okay. do both. You know, do it. You know, do an, a special audio. You know, so we okay. can talk about the movie and talk about this because, like you said, I think I love soundtracks. I know my, I know, I know Cody, a normal Cody loves soundtracks too. But I think uh, Judgment Night was one of the best movie soundtrack combinations. Because you had the rap, you had the rock. It is a good. I don't care what anybody says. Judgment Night is a freaking awesome movie. Oh my god, it's one and, of the one of the greatest. Right. So I, I still want to do that with you. I, I do. I do that with you. Okay. I I'm all on board. All on board for that one. I think. All right. Yeah. Oh. That, uh, no. All right. I'll save it. No. I'm not going to even say. I might have. Yeah. Might have told you about it, but I'm done. I'm not done. Yeah, don't because save cause it for, for that episode. Yes, yes, because like I said, we can do it. You know, in, like, you know, we'll, I, I got everything for my show planned out for the for this month and the beginning of January. But okay. we, you know, maybe in February something because I know you have a life too. So you know, we have to fit it into both of our lives. But you know, it's also we got to get Michael J to help us out because it's going to be done. I'd have to do it differently because you know you can't just come over to my house and sit next to me and do the show. So <laughs> we're going to need bit. Michael J to help us. That would be a bit of a commute, but yeah, dude. Oh my yeah. god, that would be so much fun. Yeah, uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, one of my all-time favorite soundtracks. I think we would have a killer time doing that episode. Yeah, you're just another victim, kid. Oh. Victim. See, I, yeah. I know what I, I know what I'm going to be listening to on the ride to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome. It's 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 it, it's awesome, man. You know, oh, how can you beat it? Helmet, Onyx, Faith No More, uh, we got tried Pearl Jam, Ice Tea. They, they, you just you can't you can't be you can't beat the comedy Slayer, Slayer. Is yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you, it's just it's it's the they compliment the movie and the soundtrack complement each other so good. I oh, yeah. it should. It, I want to, when we're all extinct, I hope aliens come and land and they find my house and they find the movie and the soundtrack 
lay next to each other and they like take it back to their planet and they think it's like you know screw the godfather and gone with the wind we have judgment you know? <laughs> that, that, that's that's what i that's how much that, i think the movie is that good you know i mean i think you know it it, it, it if, if nobody's ever seen it or heard the soundtrack they need to and by us doing the episode maybe people who are younger than us because there's a lot of those who probably have never seen it i mean i bought the movie for like Seven ninety nine. I would have paid fifty dollars for the damn thing, you know. So it's like it's cheap because no one buys it anymore. It's called Warner Brothers Select. That's like saying, you "Are you know, serious?" Yeah, that's like buying oh macaroni and cheese God. that says, you know, macaroni and cheese in a white box. You remember the generic white boxes? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it crackers. Yeah, that's how I felt when I bought it. It said Warner Brothers Select. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know. <laughs> Is it you know this movie's better than this? It, it deserves a 4K remaster. Come on now. Sorry, I killed you. Uh, I don't want to start hacking too bad. You know, crackers, and I could totally see the white box that just says crackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, <Cigarettes>. definitely. <laughs> What? Anybody who's listening tonight, they have until February, roughly, end of January, early February, whatever, uh, to, to check out the soundtrack, to check out the movie. I am all in. I am 100% in. Uh, can't beat it, dude. Cuba Goody Jr., Dennis Leary, Jerry. I already listed some of the bands that I love that were on the soundtrack. That would be... Uh, an immensely passionate show. For the, yeah. was it 93 that came out? Like that was that movie uh, uh, audio video was Joey T. Like that was yeah. the, you you couldn't get more where I was at in my life with the weird stuff that I was into like that was just absolutely amazing and it, it it didn't surprise me that it wasn't as big at the box office or like I don't even think the soundtrack did that well but it was just I think it was just oh. too far ahead of its time I think the soundtrack actually did a little bit better than the movie I believe that not by much yeah but it's like and it was I do believe wasn't it the first movie with Dennis Leary was it his first? Was it his debut, uh, uh, or was it the first time he played a bad guy? I don't know because th that came out around the same time as the ref. That uh, Christmas movie that he did with uh, Kevin Spacey, yeah. yeah. So I don't remember which one came first. It was it was he did all a better like... job. He did a better job in Judgment Night than he did the ref, though. I think. I think that. Should I be think so too, but I still. I was really, I I don't like Dennis Leary as much as I used to, and we'll say, uh, I'll finish my thought. We'll okay, save the rest for for the episode. Uh, I don't like Dennis Leary as much as I used to, but I liked him in both movies. It was still, it was still like just the angry white guy character, both very different. Um, right. Yeah, Dennis Dennis Leary at that at that time we're talking ninety three ninety four was my guy. I thought he was one of the funniest out there. He's fallen out of favor over the years, but he had his asshole we, song. 
Oh, dude, one of the best. <laughs> one of the greatest songs ever. That that whole that that stand up album is classic, but I could still bash him. Uh, yeah, I could I could still tear him a new asshole for being <laughs> kind of a hack. These a whole nother episode, Paul. No, I, that, I, yeah, we, no, you can keep it all in. We can, yeah, we can that, you know. Yeah, dude, I gotta save, wrap it yeah, up. Save it. Yeah. This is so way past my bedtime right now. <laughs> I gotta wrap it up, Paul. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I'd love to have you back. I think there's way more crazier, more sinister stuff that we can get into. I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface tonight, but this is great for the first time doing a show together. I I had a great time tonight, dude. I really appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you for having me. Hi, right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Oh my God. I think this might be the longest episode of my check. We're about to clock in at uh, three hours. I'm just going to babble on for a minute. Uh, Michael J. I, I'm sure you're still there. You, if you want to pop in with your po hat, uh, there you go. What's up, handsome? Here. Mm. There you go. Oh, boy. oh my gosh! <laughs> you play with it. That's what I oh, you know, yeah. Oh I yeah. Do it. yeah. Mine's bigger yeah. than yours, though, Michael. Yeah, I know. I know. You get you get the two. You get the two stroke. You That's get the, not yeah. his first time he's yeah. heard that. All right, we broke the. Two. Everybody, thank you very yep. much for tuning into Mind Jack. We love you all. Producer Mike Poe, Paul Rasso, Grandpa, the Nerd. Hey, so many aliases I can't keep up. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>